like lubricated and stuff? Like, what's going on? Like, we, we need a big score, yeah. man. We need a really good score. So I got a little, uh, let's say, okay. They don't want us to know the truth, man. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, they just totally don't know. We we lost Smash somewhere. We lost. But he it, was yeah. He, yeah. He was telling me before that it was a uh, gold encrusted Donald Duck statue we we're going after. Holy cow! It's a little bit different. Some Saudi, some Saudi, uh, some in Donald or something like that. Uh, I I don't know his name. His uh, but anyways. Oh yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. He's he's anyways. He's requested this Donald Duck statue be made of gold and and rubies and yeah. So how big is the statue? Smash, is like full size. Yeah, well, it's yeah, like the size of his kid. Holy so it's like, holy cow, it's going to be worth like a million dollars at least. Honestly, like, how are we going to carry like, this? I want to know how we're going to move it. We're gonna, we're gonna have to figure gold's out not that hydraulic heavy, system right? for list. No, gold is heavy. Trust gold me, is one like of the heaviest man. Yeah, straight up. And if it's heavy, that means lots of money for us, Mash. You know what you got to do? You got to fly in something. That's going to be a statue. So it's going to be outdoors, right? Like I'm, I'm assuming it's going to be outdoors, so everyone can look at it. You got to squirrel suit down with like a bungee cord. And jump on the statue, tie you it gotta, under its yeah, wings, knock on and it, then we'll just pull it out it. with a plane. I think it's pure initial survey and see what we're up against because, like, the how we move it is depend on its weight. If it's hollow, okay, what's one thing? Did you say Shake Donald or Shake Donald? Because that I feel like there's a difference there. Because if it's Shake Donald, I feel like it might just be gold plated. We actually do need to go and scratch it to check first. I'll bring the I'll bring the, the gold testing kit. We gotta. I mean, it's a little awkward. I don't know how much weight can you carry in your squirrel suit. Like, can you carry the extra? Yeah, we're gonna have or... to. I'm gonna have to get it. I got the dolly. I can get the dolly down, and I can get it off the property. But I have to get picked up after that. All right, D. Are you okay, still going on that private plane? Like we can we can fly it out of there. What do you think, Wes? Yeah, okay, I think we have smash fly in a diversion. Like he's going for something mm -hmm. else, and when all the security's chasing him, we come in right behind and we roll the statue out the front door. I fucking love it. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know what you're talking about. Wally Wookie, for example, is here already. I, I think he's talking about, we're talking about Batman. We're talking, yeah, I'm talking about the second Batman. It was awesome. It was amazing. Where they pulled the dude out of like Hong Kong and like the planes going. It's, it's fucking incredible. And then the third one too, honestly, was great where they like blew up the plane and the top comes off and stuff. It was amazing. That's what we're talking about, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, obviously that. I don't, I don't know what you guys are talking about. Uh, welcome everybody. Welcome to the show. Uh, welcome uh, uh, Dave, Wally Wookie, uh, Stony Creek, uh, CD Soldier. Soldier, what's going on, man? Uh, welcome, my friend. I forgot to tag you earlier today. Richard D in the house. Welcome, my friend. Uh, all the way from uh, all the way from uh, a grassy hill, looking over an entire field covered in nothing. But I'm making this up as I go, and it's not really. I'm not liking the way it's going. He's standing on top of a field that's covered in. No, none of that is true. All right, he's standing in a candy store that only sells dark chocolate. That's what Richard... Richard D. always watches this show from inside. Basically, Willy Wonka's ch chocolate factory, but it's only dark chocolate. So Willy Wonka's factory was like milk chocolate. This is the dark chocolate version. That wasn't really that funny, but I tried. Uh, Mr. Toad, welcome, my friend. Uh, smoke since in the house, welcome. Uh, Richard... Uh, welcome anyway, my friend. Even if my story was stupid. Folks, uh, if you guys are 21 and over, uh, welcome. Uh, sit back, hang back, uh, chill out for a second, check your ice cubes and everything else. If you guys are under 21, we have terrible news for you. We have uh, a number of people here who could tell you the news. Who would like to be the bearer of bad news? Who would like to tell them uh, basically that this show is not for them? I'll, I'll, be, I'll be this spoiler. You know what I mean? What do you think? West Engine, you're looking like you might want to. You're like, you're good at it, man. Oh, but he's muted. He's muted. I'm it's muted. Fun. I'm muted. I am muted. But I don't know. I heard Smash do it there on uh, Smash Wednesday. Smash is pretty good at it. Yeah, man. He, I mean, he, he had Smash poetry. Is. I mean, he's the right. only. He, he was rhyming. I don't know. 
I have to plan for you the nights you're not here, though. That's like a, I have to write the rhyme before the show. Well, but now you're in the presence of a master. What if uh, what if tonight was like your coming of age as a uh, get the fuck outer? Like, what if what if this is the night that you become not an apprentice but a, a certified master? <laughs> we could say it. Uh, you got to go if you're not 21 or over. You can't stay here. Sorry. That worked for me. I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, so- what do you think about the execution, uh, West Engine? Was it good? It was pretty goddamn good. Good, good, ladies and gentlemen. West Engine. Little is, boy. Uh, he's well he's he's encouraging he's encouraging of his protege i think i assume you guys practice like three or four hours a day on that you know off off camera i imagine like to get those rhymes and stuff i bet i bet like at least four or five hours a day i would think like heavy duty practice anyway ladies and gentlemen i know that you guys do heavy duty practice so we certainly do it with your mom uh but anyway uh welcome (laughs) ladies and gentlemen welcome to the show uh like i said if you guys are over 21 welcome to stay here if there are any stragglers in the back this show is only for adults if if you guys are trying to tune in or whatever. It really is only for adults. Uh, we didn't set the rules, but we do have to basically tell everybody and try to enforce it. Uh, folks, if you are under the age of 21, it's just not the show for you. Go watch something else. Go watch uh, Badminton or Chess or something else. Uh, but if you guys are adults, you're absolutely welcome to hang. If, if you turn 21 at some point, you know, we're all always facetious about it, but we don't have anything against kids. You know what I mean? Like if you turn 21, you're welcome back to come back on the show. But for the moment, weed's not for you. Sorry to tell you. Uh, what was I going to say? Weeds for the rest of us, though, folks, and we're going to talk about it uh, this evening. We're going to have some nice beers. Uh, I have a, a peach sour right next to me, uh, right here. Let's see here. And actually, uh, I don't know if I should even say that. I'm not really thrilled about the, the coffee that I made. I might have to make another coffee here during the show. But anyway, uh, ladies and gentlemen, what was I going to say? Uh, the photo contest is live, folks. Uh, uh, Fumi's photo contest is uh, running. We're changing the hashtag this month, ladies and gentlemen, because the other one, I think, is uh, the other hashtag is uh, like shadow ban. People can't type it in and stuff. So this month, it's Fumi's Contest, just one word instead of, it's Fumi's Contest, just one word, like I said. Uh, enter, folks, if you guys are listening to this, you are totally welcome to, to join in. You're welcome to join in from anywhere. And it doesn't actually have to be a cannabis picture. Uh, it is people's choice, though, so whoever votes for the most, uh, or whoever, I'll always fuck up that you sentence. Check if that's Whoever's not post, used? go ahead. What's that? Did you check if it's not being used? Uh, I didn't really, but normally, well, Fumi's Contest, probably, there's not a lot of Fumi's. There is like one in Hong Kong. Like I can't actually, what was it? What was the, I can't have Fumidor on uh, Instagram because there's some dude in Hong Kong that has it. Uh, who else? Or Taiwan, I want to say. There's not too many Fumis though, honestly, That's surprisingly. Okay. I just had to say, because if it was used, it might get a pain in the ass. That's a good point, honestly. And this is the kind of thing like people should like with social media and stuff. You want to check maybe if your hashtag is not connected to like, I don't even know, you know, some kind of a dumpster fire, right? Like, uh, I don't even know. Is your hashtag being used by like a, ring of terrible people i don't even know whatever ladies and gentlemen i don't think so i'm pretty sure i checked the, the hashtag earlier and uh if it is if, if there's i don't know if we're attached to like blood gangs or something like that yeah, exactly let's, let's please let's tell us that we let, let us know please hashtag. that's right uh i am actually struggling with my reposting app it's just a seared never-ending series of idiotic problems right ladies and gentlemen but anyway i'm struggling with my reposting app I don't know why they've decided to start charging, whatever. I'll probably end up paying for it, but it just chaps my fucking ass because I've already paid for that app. You know, I bought the premium <laughs> version or whatever, and it wasn't super cheap either. It, it, all it does is repost. That's literally all it does. But now they want to charge like a stupid amount of money too, like $30 a year to repost. Anyway, I mean, I know it's only 30 bucks, but it's the principle of the fucking thing. Ladies and gentlemen, if you know a better reposting app, uh, please let me know. Preferably one you can just pay, you know, like 10 bucks or whatever and just be done with it. I'm so sick of the subscription fees. It's asinine. It's freaking ridiculous. Anyway, new girls in the house. Uh, uh, who else is in here? Yoko420 Garden. Welcome. Haven't seen you in a bit. Rez is in the house already. Atomic Spoon. Welcome, legend. 
Uh, ladies and gentlemen, what have I forgotten? The podcast. Go listen to us in the podcast, folks. Yeah, man. Chronic Table is the uh, the name. D, you're always talking about who's listening to it, man. We have people from Chile. We have people from uh, Russia, uh, Romania. Who else? Austria, Germany. Freaking. Hola. So, what do you think, big dude's name and Chile's name is? I think his name is Ola. I think D knows him personally. I think they're good buddies. Nice. Right, D? That, that's it. You're basically saying hello to the guy from Chile. And he's very confusing if you're from it. He's like Spanish D, hey? Like pretty much looks like D, but a Spanish version. But you know what I mean? That would be like being named hello. And so people would say hello. And you're like, yes. And then, but you'd say hello, yeah. hello. See. And they'd say, yes, yes, yes. It'd be a be who's on first kind of. That's it. That's it. Be, but I think that's probably why his parents, it was kind of like uh, uh, John Cash, you know, a boy named Sue. They were like, we want our son to be mucho, I don't even know, strong or something. Like, uh, they want him to be mucho, basically. They want to name him uh, Hello. So we uh, named, him named him Mucho. mucho. Maybe mucho. that's his middle name. Maybe his name is Hello Mucho. That's my name. Uh, I know his last name could be like Tacos. Hello Mucho Tacos. That'd be a weird fucking name, honestly. <laughs> now that I think of it, I doubt, I doubt severely that there's anyone with that name. Why if did you is. call me mucho, Papa? Uh, uh, because you are a lot to deal with. But, <laughs> <laughs> senor, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we, we don't thank you too much. We think you're just right, just the way you are. Ladies and gentlemen, you are welcome, by the way, now that I post the link here for the chat. I post some links for everybody. You guys are welcome to uh, uh, join us on the show here. You're welcome to uh, hang out and kind of uh, shoot the bull with us. Uh, speaking of the the podcast, though, I, I would like it if you guys would uh, go and listen to it. It'd be awesome. Uh, tell your friends, honestly, because with the podcast, especially kind of a weird podcast like we have, like we talk about weed and beer and that's kind of verboten, you know what I mean? And it's like a fucking hours long conversation. So that's kind of a weird podcast. So uh, a little bit hard to grow organically, you know what I mean? So tell your friends, folks, if you tell your your family, tell anybody, you know, that uh, likes to smoke. And uh, that's the way that we can uh, grow this show the best. Uh, what was I going to say? Uh, a friend of mine was talking about, you know, their tribe. You know what I mean? So, uh, uh, in fact, Val that comes on here all the time is talking about, you know, her people, right? So, if you guys think that this tribe or this show or this 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 podcast, or whatever else, is kind of your people, you know, tell your other people, and uh, we can grow bigger yeah, together. Uh, I'm going to post the the Discord here in the chat, folks. You guys are welcome to join us over on the Discord. Uh, yeah. We're having a lot of fun over there. D and Smashed, and and uh, speaking of Val, she's over there. Marduber's having his room over there. We're having lots of good times here. There, oh, I don't have, didn't pop out my chat. You guys didn't see that, but I did. And now that's uh, problematic because I got to go from page to page to page. You don't need to hear that. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Let's see what else am I talking about tonight. Uh, I feel like I'm forgetting something super, super, super duper obvious. I mentioned the contest. Uh, well, that's about it. Let's see here. Before we uh, do my little infomercial. Well, you know what, D? I'm always freaking doing the infomercial for like 10 goddamn minutes. Why don't we say hello to you, friends, first, and then we'll uh, talk about my website, fumidoro.com. D, what's going on, my friend? Speaking of which, what's the, what's the good word? Brains. What's going on, Pat? What's going on, panel? I had to, we were just, so we were just hanging out on Discord before we came over here. Me, Mark Huber, Val, some other people, Smash, of course. Um, <laughs> no one got the mail. I got mail, motherfuckers. Thank you so much, Fedora. That's so awesome. Welcome. That's away, buddy. Here comes Charlie's. Look at that. Early already. Cheers, D. <laughs> I knew you'd like this. <laughs> She's like, I want to go to the store and get some milk. Right. But, um, you can tell you don't even have to. Uh, I like I, I don't like milk all that much, but I like those, so I basically put them in just like in my my hot. I pretty much drink like black hot coffee and I'll put them in, and so it just melts oh. out. It's really good. 
Could I? Um, before I give it away, I just like to give a couple shout outs uh, to people on Discord. Big thanks to everybody that's uh, signed up and paid the five bucks or whatever it is. Uh, in no particular order, Rudy Indica, Mr. Marduber, Poor Pizza Dave, and of course, Steamador, our fearless leader here. Thank mm-hmm. you so much for making our trying to make our Discord better. That's a very nice thought, D. Honestly, uh, thank the, you very much. What did I miss? What, I've, I've not heard of any of this. In life, D. Well, you can pay, I think it's five bucks and boost our server, Premier server, and you can get a whole bunch of different things. I haven't looked into it. But uh, yeah, pretty I cool. I have to be honest, I'm kind of new at it, D, but thank you very much for saying that. Like, uh, I think I got like a. I got like a three-month promo or something for a Discord premium. I don't even know what it's called right now. Nitro, I think is what it's called. And then they give yeah. you like the, the boost, whatever. So I was like, what's this? I don't know. Because I was so new to Discord, right? I've been like really resistant to it for the longest time. But I was just kind of uh, fucking around under the hood, basically, with our Discord. And I was like, all right, what's boosting? Like, it tells me I got I could do like all kinds of community and shit with boosts. So I was like, well, it says I have two. So I started to boost it. And then Marduber boosted it a couple of times. And Dirty Indica and a couple other people. Thank you, D, for, for reminding me. Uh, and now we can do like a few people can do emojis. Like, I don't remember, honestly, all what is different, but I know that it's different now. And if we get boosted again, we'll have like, I don't even remember, even more cool stuff. Like, the, oh, then we can be public, I think. I can't remember. See what oh, I mean? Really? I'm terrible at Discord. D, thank you very much for reminding us. Uh, much appreciated, my friend. Uh, I got smashed. no idea where, where do I go in here to boost? How do I do that? Right? Where is that even? I know it's, it it's a little bit. Um, are you on the app or the... I'm on my uh, phone. Okay. So yeah, it should be at the top of Discord. Normally it says when you go into Fumador server or the yeah, server... At the top of where all the links are. But what's up, everyone? Top. What's going on, Smash? Welcome. I'm just chilling, man. Uh, garden flipped over to flower, doing all right. Nice. Here's the... That's about it. Smoking weed. I guess I, I guess I can show this, honestly. I don't know. It always feels weird to show your Discord because it's like, oh, my God, it's like private or something. It's not really, I guess. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I think what we're talking about is this pretty much, by the way, welcome to uh, Morgana's Lounge. This is us kind of goofing off there. Uh, Payan is always posting cool uh, links and, and uh, YouTube links and honestly, lots of really cool songs that nobody's ever heard. Uh, I love having friends like Payan because it's always some dude who's uh, listened to records that nobody else has listened to and they're always fucking amazing. But anyway, we're talking about up here, this like boosts, gold plan, whatever the shit, and you can, you know, boost the server. I have to check if my boost is ready this month. But anyway, uh, I guess, I don't know. It's it's uh, whatever it's it, it it seems to work it seems to be helpful so I really appreciate uh, Dirty Indica Poor Pizza Dave who else is in here uh, uh, Marduber Marduber absolutely Marduber's posted like uh, uh, boosted a couple times I want to say yeah there's a whole boost in this month no he is still boosting right on you see how cool he is uh, cheers everybody and uh, thank you very much let's see here what am I freaking forgetting to, to say oh uh, smashed uh, what's the good word uh, oh we actually said hello already we'll, we'll, we'll uh, talk hey, later my friend sure. uh, Wes Engine what's going on my friend welcome what's going on buddy uh, not much just chilling work today uh, took the kids to the Christmas parade now uh, here to chill with you guys uh, I'll be trimming some lime rivers here it's, uh, it's at that point so I'll be going and grabbing that, some of that in a little bit I'll be showing it off on the camera and stuff and, here's the I don't know if you guys know this, but uh, those seeds are available over at fumidoroseeds.com. Sure yeah, is my beer going to explode? No, it's not going to explode. Thank you for not exploding beer. Uh, I accidentally dropped one on the way 
Okay, now my computer is not doing the thing. Uh, thank you very much, West Engine, for man, my my computer is really not cooperating. Hold on, ladies and gentlemen, we'll get that. No, no, no. Thank Here you for go. letting me test those Lime River Rose. I have oh, such delicious scents in my uh, in my, uh, I don't know. I want to weigh my quiver. I don't know what I should call it. My uh, your <laughs> basket of jars. No, you're my, my yeah my, my jar emporium. <laughs> Okay, how can I make everybody co-host? There we go. I feel like I'm out of practice, but we literally had a show on Wednesday. I don't know what the deal is. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, come and take a look at my website. Thank you for showing off the uh, fumadora.com, ladies and gentlemen. I just, but I'm literally breaking everything. This is ridiculous. Ladies and gentlemen, take a look at the website that hopefully I have not broken yet. Uh, it's uh, fumadoraseedco.com. You can also just simply type fumadoro.com or fumesofgold.com. They all redirect literally to the same place. If you guys ever want to reach me for ever, any uh, hopefully positive reason, you know, obviously if you're trying to spam me or something, kind of fuck off. But if you're trying to uh, reach a, a nice question, comment, concern, you have a question about the garden, or honestly, if you're a, a Fumidoro customer and you have any questions for Nickley, please uh, let me know because that is honestly included uh, in the, I always say premium service. Premium prices deserve premium service. So frankly, if you have questions, comments, concerns, please let me know. Uh, like I said, easiest way to uh, contact me is right here. These links are all current except for that one right there. I'm locked out of chronic.table, but everything else is uh, current. Ladies and gentlemen, if you'd like to uh, take a look at some of the seeds, please do. We have a couple of package deals right at the top here. I've never really, uh, uh, I realized in the past that I've never really been uh, uh, clear about that. These up here are basically package deals to save a little bit of money. Uh, if you'd like, for example, to save a ton of money, you know what I mean? You don't want to pay the first price like a freaking, I don't even know, like uh, West Engine. What are they when they pay that first price, dude? You know, what are they? They're not a sucker necessarily, but they're uh, what? They're, they're like paying full price. Either. They, they, they hate money. That's it. <laughs> Apparently they hate money, man. If you yeah, man. don't hate money, or I don't even know what we're trying to go for with that. If you, basically if you like don't ask money, for the deal, you're not going to get it. That's, That's how it. it goes. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, from the mind of West Engine himself, ladies and gentlemen, uh, three packs of seeds. You pick something. You don't get Morgana, but you pretty much get almost anything else. You pretty much email me uh, what you'd like, and I send it to you very fastly. Uh, if you guys would like to, uh, to have a pack of Morgana and a couple other things, this is the pack for you, pretty much. This is literally a package deal with one pack of Morgana and two packs of something else. You tell me you know, what else it is. Or if you'd like three packs of Morgana, that's it right there. These were just three. Ladies and gentlemen, th uh, speaking of Morgana, a friend of mine is uh, uh, smoking it. Uh, well, a couple of people have smoked it on the show. A friend of mine is going to be smoking it this evening. Uh, uh, what, a couple of days ago, I was smoking it. We were having a, a good time. A friend said, oh, it smells like cherries. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Cuvée F2, my Ruby Jack F2. The, the Cuvée F2 was itself basically Cuvée by Cuvée. So this is like this, I don't even know, uh, a fractal of freaking Cuvées and Ruby Jacks because it's like Cuvée by Cuvée and Ruby, Ruby Jack by Ruby Jack by Ruby Jack. So anyway, this is like, this This strain should have an echo, basically. I don't know. Maybe one of the Morgana variants will be like Morgana's echo or something. We'll see. Oh. Right? Ladies and gentlemen, if you would like something, uh, uh, whiny is a terrible term. If you'd like to some, something with lots of wine and berries and spices and make you basically giggle and grows real nice and big, uh, honestly, all these plants have grown nice and expansively and nice and airy and uh, a good node structure. You want something that's not, uh, honestly, pretty, pretty easy to grow. Like uh, people haven't been telling me, oh, I had to blah, 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 blah. Like I, I don't like strains that you need to, to mess with. So honestly, Morgana pretty much grows and she stretches like a mofo and then there's weed all the way down. So yes, I've been sir. a big fan. 
Uh, D, that seems to agree with it. I appreciate that, my friend. If you guys also would like to pick up a pack of Morgana, please do so. Take a look at Fumidoro.com or FumidoroSeco.com. I'd be happy to send it to you. I pretty much put everything you see uh, together on the website. If you see the pictures, I took them. If you see the plants, I took them. There are some testers, actually, now that I say that. Uh, some people have uh, that, for example, is a tester right there. That's a tester, same guy, actually. So uh, when the website lets me, I'm uploading as many as I can. I want to upload some Zosos and Noobs and a few other folks' uh, beautiful, beautiful tester pictures. Uh, but until then, folks, if you see those pictures, they're pretty much mine. I did everything on this website. So if you'd like... Uh, some artisanal seeds from somebody pretty much who uh, put it together themselves. Uh, uh, let me know. I'd be happy to help you. Every 10 pack comes with a, I guess I shouldn't uh, uh, shut off the website just then, but I did what I did. Uh, every 10 pack comes with a freebie of uh, Silago the Bat. Uh, more 10 packs come with more freebies of Silago the Bat. And I've thrown a little bit, uh, a couple things extra uh, as well lately. So ladies and gentlemen, check it out. I, th- I think you'll have fun. Yeah. Coupon code brains with a Z, one word, B-R-A-I-N-Z. That right, B R A I N Z. That's right. Uh, for fourteen percent off, ladies and gentlemen, please check it out. Uh, That's it. Cheers, D. Uh, Charlie's Farm, freaking hardly working or working hard. I don't know. What are you doing? You're always working hard, man. You're not that always dude's working. Always working. working. Hey guys, uh, how's everybody else doing? I'm doing better than I deserve, as always. But hey, I uh, I tried to get on Tuesday, and Wednesday, but I couldn't make it to the side, man. I just want the other places. But I'm always honored that you allow me on. Oh, cheers, man. You're always How's everybody else doing? Everybody else doing all right, man. Awesome, man. We're trying to get a new puppy, so I had to go through that whole rigmarole. I got the house house visit coming up. They do house visits now. I can't believe it. What kind of dog? A small. You know, I I like, honestly, I like to get a pit or a white shepherd or uh, even an English boxer, but uh, we're going to settle for something along the lines of a uh, Boston Terrier mix. you know, we have something that's uh, a little bit more manageable. And my, my daughter wants a small dog, so I used to not be a fan. I love dogs, but and I love small dogs. I just not as one for myself, but hey, it's my daughter. I don't you don't have to, yeah, you don't have to explain what the daughter wants, the daughter gets. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah man. She's an only child, so she gets it all. Yeah, <laughs> that's no. why I work so damn hard. <laughs> and that's Charlie. People saw it. We always forget to say that, but uh, that's Charlie of Charlie's Farm, right? So that's why she gets what she gets yeah 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 her name is charlotte we nicknamed her charlie my wife said that when she was trying to figure her name she came up to me and said uh what do you think of charlotte and then nicknamed charlie and i loved it right after that yeah. so yeah yeah she's my brother nice so yeah yeah it was you know i my, my mother-in-law is from radcliffe england you know and she, she's like well we can call her lottie i'm like no 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 no, no. we're not calling her lottie <laughs> i'm good with that i don't mind some of those english uh Euphemisms, but uh, nicknames, but that one was a little bit too much for me. I can only imagine in school what you would have got. So I, uh, I should not have uh, been a Charlie. Yeah, she's awesome. She, she's in an indoor uh, soccer league this year. She's very busy. She does Irish Step, you know. Her mother was an Irish Step um, competitor for like 16 years. So I always say she's been doing it since she was in the womb. That's a little nervous habit now is to do a little jig when she's nervous. But um, she's doing really well, and uh, school's going well with her. She, yeah, she's loving my life. I didn't have her until I was late in life. Almost, I was about fifty when I had her. So, you know, I'm one of the older guys, which is good. I don't mind it. I don't mind anything about my life because I made it this many years. What a man! So, but it's always great to see you guys. You guys are my social life. I mean that. Yeah, give me a hear you. Some of your gear. 
I'm cleaning up stuff here and getting things organized so I can grab some beans. I think I'm going to get some of yours to, to throw into the mix for sure. For sure. So, mm-hmm. yeah, man, no worries. I only support people that I, I have, I think, have integrity. And you're definitely one of them, buddy. Well, well, that's it, right? We we have the choice of who we support our dollars. And it, yeah. it makes sense to support people that are active and present in the community and actually give something back. Like, yeah. I mean... I never got nothing out of calculator or nothing out of friggin' burner. I mean, like, let's at least it. They're they're charging through the nose and give nothing back to the community. Oh man, yeah. I saw their store. I saw at least I saw one of their stores because this one store that I saw was so far out that I feel like they probably have more stores now. Uh, it's it's like totally. I don't even. It's uh, it's like an alien spacecraft brought like a store and dropped it to the ground because like the whole building is blue you can see it from a distance right you like you, you know that color blue now and it's yeah, like yeah, it probably yeah. patented for all we've it's going to be called cookies yeah. blue before we know it it, it probably is it already big is old, like, yeah big old like that that kind of it's annoying me now i don't know it, the, the, the their logo and branding is excellent right but it just it's so good that it annoys me frankly and so i see it from a distance oh fuck and basically it's that cookies and it looks really good like it honestly again you know i'm annoyed by how good it looks but anyway yeah, the pork has landed. So it's only a matter of time before everyone's talking about gelato this and fucking, I don't even know. What, what is it? I guess apple fritters. No, Gary Payton. I guess they talk about Gary Payton already. But actually, yeah, but that's, that's again, real that's fire. Weird, that's yo. real fire. That's I was going to say, fire, some of, that's the most annoying every, every thing motherfuckers. Like, yeah, right? they, they obviously, they were, they stumbled upon something right. good with one of their guys. Like, here, put this one out. <laughs> I mean, it's, how do I put this? It's, it's the relentless power of, uh, it's the relentless power of power of money, right? Like, how do I put this? When you become the, the market leader or you become the, the, the front runner or whatever, it's very difficult to compete with that, you know? And so you end up becoming almost your own competitor. So like, I don't, I don't know who their competitor is because I don't know, like everyone else is kind of competing with them at this point. I don't know. Anyway, it's an interesting, interesting thought. Marduber, what's going on, my friend? Magister uh, Templi's in the house. Welcome. Kill, uh, Kenny, we still haven't killed you yet, man. Uh, what's going on? We didn't kill you. Uh, we didn't kill you. We'd never killed you. Looks like, uh, nope. I don't know, assorted polar bears never killed you. What's going on, Kenny? Welcome. Uh, just chilling here. Listen to you guys, like always. Uh, appreciate the guys reaching out to me, uh, saying they love the garden. I've been working hard on it, so I appreciate all the love. Uh, yeah, just chilling. Cheers, dude. Good show. Uh, dude, it's always nice to see a person who's, uh, uh, well, Wessinger was saying, you know, someone who's really into it, basically someone who's kind of uh, on the level and super into it. And I don't know, like, uh, honest, basically, I guess, you know, like, uh, it's fun to say, and, and how do I put this? You're not making like obvious dumb fucking dis- uh, mistakes or decisions. You know what I mean? Like sometimes you do see yeah. that you're like, Oh, I don't I re- like that. I've really thought this out. I took right. notes, uh, uh, I did pricing. Um, I have done shit ton of notes. Yeah. I like it too. And I like that your, your grow is different. You know, I was saying that the other day that you have the lava rock and let me think what else and the kiddie pool. That's different too. Yeah. Like a lot of people, I don't know, they were dogging on Subcool years ago for having his, his plants in like uh, mini kiddie pools. And I was just like, dude, that makes perfect sense. Honestly, they're inexpensive. They're durable on and on. Like they hold water. I don't understand why some people sometimes just dog on people for just whatever reason, but I think it's great. I think it's a good setup. Yeah, it's been nothing for love for me. Honestly, a lot of people have been reaching out. You know, I'm so humbled by it. Yeah, that's cool. Right on, man. Uh, folks, welcome. We're uh, we're bullshitting here. We're gonna have probably a little bit of a shorter show, but we're gonna be here for you know a couple hours longer or something. So if you guys would like to hop on and shoot the shit with us, and just like Kenny the other day, Kenny uh, got a bunch of love on his garden. If you guys would like to come and uh, show off your garden and uh, probably get some love for that too, I guess so you're welcome to do that as well. Uh, you're welcome to come on and ask a question and talk about some strains or whatever. Uh, 
you know, I like to have fun. What's up, Charlie? Cannabis. You're pensive. Go ahead. Cannabis never killed Kenny, but Kenny's killing that cannabis game. Dude, he is, man. He is. No doubt. Appreciate that, Charlie. I see you over killing it every day, man. Right. One of these days, I get to your level. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to get to my level. But, you know, <laughs> thanks for the props, but, you know, I appreciate it. I'm just a humble grower, bro. I've had all the mistakes. I still have them. Yeah, well, that's but, the only way to grow, Charlie's. Like, uh, we were saying this, or I was saying this, I want to say on one of the last shows, or I don't know, maybe Potent's show or something. Now, the easiest way to, to learn is honestly to make mistakes. You don't want to hear about that when you're young. You want to be the the perfect, I don't know, superstar, rock star god or something, right? That never makes mistakes. But the reality is, honestly, probably the only way to really learn is by making mistakes. Because if you hear yeah. from somebody, it'll just go in one ear and out the other, maybe. You might remember it, but you, you don't get any personal experience from it. And if you do it right, you might have done it right on purpose. You might have done it right on accident. You might have just lucked into the right answer. You know what I mean? And so you never really know for sure if you did it right, but if you fuck it up and then get it right, then you know exactly how you failed and also how you fixed the failure and, and became successful, you know? So it's like fucking up your garden, for example, is one of the easiest ways to become a better gardener. If you pay attention, you know, don't fuck it up on purpose and just walk away. But you know what I mean? Like if you're making notes or yeah. taking notes, like that's the way. Yeah, you're really into it. You have a passion for it. I mean, and it comes organically. You have a passion for it, you know. It and I don't think it's just with cannabis, any plants and living things in general, I think, sometimes. But yeah, fact, you only learn from your mistakes, just like anything in life. You know, like they say, uh, what are they, what's the old saying? Uh, you know, uh, ordinary people uh, talk about this. Uh, smart people uh, talk of ideas, and mm. intelligent people instigate those ideas mm. or initiate those ideas, excuse me. But along those lines, yeah, you know, um, you only learn, and hopefully you learn from others' mistakes along the way as well, so you don't have to make the same mistakes that others have made, and that's a real intelligent man who learns from others' mistakes and don't repeat, don't make them in the first place, but you're absolutely right. The only way to do it is to get your hands dirty, start doing it, because you're going to run into problems, you're going to run into problems that nobody else has ever had, because of your environment, or your genetics, or whatever the case is. And, um, yeah, every time you screw up, it's definitely a learning experience. If you have the passion, because some people don't, they're one and done. So I used to call them in the store, one and done. You know, they come in, and they're all, you know, get go. And they run into one problem and they never really fixed it correctly, but that was it. They were done. They, they went yeah. Again. They were just focusing on the end product, not the actual right. process. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of people don't realize what really goes into it. doesn't matter if it's what size it is, the size really doesn't matter. Um, I think it matters when it comes to a lot of quality, but I think that, uh, you know, when it comes to, you know, big commercial restaurants here, some of the tier twos and tier threes that I've seen, they're not, they're looking for their, for, they're looking for weight, they're looking for, um, you know, uh, what they're going to get, when, you know, after it's processed, what the end number is going to be, cause they, you know, they got bottom lines, they get really deal with, but, uh, you know, when it comes to, uh, to really getting some good quality craft cannabis, I deal with a lot of a lot of people. In fact, I just took on three more patients that really, really, and some of them are out of state that are really struggling with their cancer. And uh, you know, I'm like, yeah, let's just give me your address. That's the way it works. Just, just shoot me an email, and I'll make sure you get the product to do whatever you need to do. That's the number one reason why I kind of got into this to begin with. And uh, but anyway, yeah. 
it's, uh, it's, it's learning from your mistakes and making sure that you are. Uh, and if you stay with it, you're going to get it. And people do not realize my whole point is, sorry, I just woke up like five minutes ago. I was just Where waiting for a nap before you guys came on. Makes sense to me. So far. Yeah. And um, really is, um, is uh, I just lost my thought again, but um, yeah, you know, um, uh, I, I forget what the hell I was going to say now. Uh, weed is good. That's the important thing, Charlie. Yeah, yeah. People don't realize this. People don't realize how much goes in, even with a a, a tent. Um, and I don't mean to say even just a tent, but because I I respect anybody that grows cannabis um, and has a passion for it and is genuine to the plant, you know. Um, but um, is that how much goes into doing it? It's, it's not hard. It's just keeping up with it and to get the end product to where you want it, there's a lot of the nuances. Devil's in the detail. Devil is in the detail. Period. And if you stay with it, you're going to get some really good quality but at some point. So, But there's a lot that goes into it. It's not hard. There are just little nuances along the way that you need to learn that will make you a better grower. Mm. Yeah. There's never a time that you stop learning, honestly, because uh, everything's always adjusting and changing and developing. I mean, there's different products out there. There's different, uh, even different soil mixes out there. There's everything. You know, 20 years from now, stuff will be different. You, you'll have to adjust and change. You know what I mean? There's this well, focus more, know, but yeah. <laughs> that too, though. Yeah, that's just fucking more. That's my mantra. You never, I it? teach my daughter, life is a, this is for me anyway. I'm not trying to dislike on anybody else, but life is a constant learning process. You are learning your whole life. You can always teach an old dog, especially as humans, the way our brains work. You can always, if you want to learn something, you will learn it. I don't care how old you are. Yeah. Um, and it, and that's all life is. And especially when it comes to anything agricultural, it's constantly changing. The science is constantly changing. What we're learning is constantly changing. Um, you know, besides Israel, isn't a lot of data out there. We're finally starting to get some studies and, and control studies going. Um, and real documented and peer-reviewed studies that are starting to come out. But, you know, it, it's really in its infancy. I can only imagine what this is going to be like in 100 years and we're not around, you know? Yeah, no, man, most of our stuff is, is in its infancy straight up. Like, uh, psychology is like 110 years old, 120 right. years old maybe now. Like, modern medicine is like maybe 150 years old. Like, all of this stuff. Like, I was talking the other day about, like, drones. You know, anybody that owns a drone owns a literal flying camera. And that just honestly blows my fucking mind because yeah. like 120 years ago, they didn't have planes. You know what I mean? And 120 uh, years ago, honestly, your phone was some shit that you put in your pocket and called people with. You know what I mean? You certainly didn't like pilot a flying camera with it and shit. It's just crazy. By the way, like with drones, you use your phone, right? So it's like if you told someone 20 years ago, yeah, I'm going out to fly to shoot some video with my drone on my phone. Like they, they wouldn't understand that sentence. You know what I mean? Anyway, I don't know where I was going with that, but times are changing quickly. Times are changing, uh, Soulshine. It's got to be a song somewhere. In fact, I think it is. What's going on, Soulshine? What's uh, what's the good word? Fractal art, probably. You're muted, buddy. Yeah, man. Oh, just musing about how that might be a song somewhere. I don't know. But, uh, yeah. Not an easy. <laughs> Times are changing. Um, got to be part of them. Jumping on to this whole Zoom portal that we have here i mean yeah times are changing pretty fucking quick uh i say through like the obsidian tablet portal 
that connects us all and blasts us onto the internet. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, yeah. I, uh, if you can't tell, smoked a joint before I jumped on here, but I'm about to roll up another one of this uh, Ass and Gas by James Loud. It's an autoflower and uh, won it over uh, <laughs> one of the contests of the James Loud show uh, on cool. the Cannabis Project. Is it I've good? Been pretty turn- I've, yeah, I've actually been pretty impressed by it. Like, it's funny. It's, uh, it's not assy or gassy, which makes the name <laughs> even funnier. Uh, but it's got this like cat pissy mango thing that, man, you don't really smell like ammonia kind of like almost tickle the back of your nose uh, tones often. So, yeah, I've been jamming on it. And then it's like you can feel that kind of mercine mango like body hit. But then there's like something else that really activates it. And like I'm finding myself getting real like social and giggly with people. Mm-hmm. Other people kind of find them a similar vibe with it. That's awesome. Yeah, sounds awesome. Yeah, I'm thinking about maybe uh, I have a, a few more seeds of it and maybe dabbling in breeding it uh, since the ones that I popped. It's all feminized and they uh, came out pretty rad so far. He said it's a pretty uniform line, relatively. I got some words. I did get some beans myself today as well. Um, it's like a beans day. Everybody's getting mail. But I got some uh, Donnie Burger times root beer. Um, can't wait to pop this. Oh, those look great. I thought about looking into grabbing those. Yeah. Yeah. What is that? What's the breeder on that? Uh, this is the ranch. I believe he's in uh, San Diego. Okay. Uh, he, it's uh, he crossed the uh, the Scuttmaster Flex uh, Donnie Burger from Demean Jeans uh, root beer back cross too. Awesome. Then I got some of Dutch Blooms uh, Dosey Dose times the the TK times hash plant or G13 hash plant. Really nice. Yeah, can't wait to try those as well. I wish I could share the smell of this plant right now, Fimua. It is. Fucking so weird. It is so how is television's on it's a, bro? It's a potpourri fucking lime one, but the roses come in so fucking floral and hard on the back end. It's like it's almost all you can smell now. That's like, yeah, it's so flowery. It's so yeah, it's the rose for sure. That's awesome, dude. You got a great cut. Yeah, this one I'm gonna have to look. Yeah, 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 yeah. I it it smells so flowery, like so flowery. Like it literally smells like roses. Does it really? I love it. It smells like it smells like roses. Like that's fucking amazing. That's the the Ruby Jack uh, number three that I lost a long time ago. That's what I've been trying to find again all this time because I know it's in that Ruby Jack line, that freaking rose terp, and I've only ever found it like basically kind of, I don't know. Not not the same, you know, not the same freaking rose as that original. And I've been looking for it all this goddamn time. It's kind of funny. This smells the, like wild roses in bloom. Anyway. That's awesome. Wild roses in bloom. And what's funny is it used to smell like the lime and just the lime. Yeah. As well as, yeah. By the way, our friend Wes Engine is uh, complimenting me. Thank you very much, my friend, for telling such nice things. I hope you're not lying. I hope you're telling the truth. No, I no, no, no. He's talking about Lime River Rose on there, man. I'm, I'm looking for it. That's because I haven't grown that one. This is annoying to me. Like, I've grown the Black Prince Ruby, the Thousand One Nights, even a little bit of Dread Persephone. 
uh, not enough, but a little. And then I've also grown, let's see what, the Gawain even. And the one that I have not grown is the goddamn Library Rose. Yeah. It's pretty anyway. good. Sure. It's pretty good. I'm glad you like it. I, I'm I hope you like it. Oh, it's it's good. It's pretty narcotic. It's it? it knocks you down pretty good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's I'm surprised by that. How interesting. When did you harvest it? No, this was harvested uh, about a week and a half ago. Uh, I guess I mean to say, like, uh, I mean, how, how many days? Yeah. Oh, oh, I didn't count days. Sorry. Yeah. No. Sorry. I didn't count days. Sorry. Uh, I went long. I went longer. I went longer gotcha. for sure. For That's sure. one thing that I've noticed with the, I didn't mean to talk over you, uh, except oh, for there's a couple of short uh, finishing phenotypes, uh, like in Morgana especially had that, I've, I've told people about, and it hasn't popped up that often, but there's a short finishing, uh, really, really sweet cherry candy one that I really like, actually one of my favorite phenotypes, and she literally finishes like 45 days, and when I say finish, I mean finish, like she was done and her leaves were starting to get like necrotic and stuff, so like, all right, I'll chop you down. Uh, the rest of Morgana, you can kind of just let her ripen. Like she basically just keeps going and doesn't get like dead and dying and whatever. I'm always kind of surprised when I hear people say that like strains just kind of die off and they, I don't know. I guess there's all, all kinds of different genetics. Long story short, you can get creamy trichome heads, but then you can keep going with it. Like I've taken Morgana to like week 12 one time. I was letting uh, Mac ripen and Morgana was there and not, nothing herm, nothing through nanners, nothing did anything yeah. weird. Just. And then I smoked her too, and she was just a little more narcotic than she was normally. You know, I kind of like that. A lot like of when you can go ahead. I'm going to see what they'll do. You just you muted and unmuted yourself. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, a lot of times you let, gotta let them go a little longer because, like, a lot of times in with that extra week or whatever, they'll they'll bulk up an extra thirty percent or whatever, or or just completely change their scent profile too. Hmm. I like that too. Uh, and holy crap, we were talking about why a dispensary weed is so crappy. Like they'll cut it down at week seven when week eight, well, week nine, yeah, it's like no, where all the eight. magic comes from. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah those no. like soapy terps that uh, a lot of people have been jamming on recently don't even start to show up until, you know, like more than halfway through 70, mm. 80% of the way through flower. Some of the like chemi stuff doesn't really start to make itself obvious either. I had that, uh, it was a cuvee actually. It was the original, now that I think about it. No, it was the cuvee F2. And I had one, um, had this one cut. It was my favorite cut from uh, growing up. And then basically she, she flowered like without any terps. Like she was this really, really cool, uh, spiral, uh, um, I'm not 100% sure that she was a triple leaf set, but she definitely had a spiral uh, leaf pattern, which was really, really unique. So anytime, even in veg, basically from, uh, I want to say from a seedling, she basically just spiraled. So she never really had that uh, straight growth turning into asymmetric growth. She just kind of spiraled and then spiraled more basically when she got mature. And then in flower, she had this really, really great structure whereby with that spiraling structure, like if you can visualize my arm and literally all of it is weed, just like a DNA helix all the way up. That was her. I was like, fuck, that plant is amazing. But then basically, like, I would rub it, let it just, you know, everything, everything that I do to get some kind of a scent indication, nothing. Like, basically, nothing. Like, just literally nothing. And then when I cut it down, suddenly the terps developed. I don't understand how that happened. And she became this delightful, amazing Tootsie Roll. Like, honest to God, Tootsie Roll. And that, I mean, that's the one. I would have kept that one and the number two. Like, I would have kept the number two that I did keep. Uh, she's the mom of Morgana, but I absolutely would have kept the other one because holy shit, she was green with a spiral pattern, lots of yield and Tootsie Rolls. Give me a fucking break. 
I don't remember why I got on this subject, but uh, there was some reason why I got on the subject. Did you lose her? I did lose her. Yeah, because oh, that's yeah. why because the Terps didn't develop basically. Like literally, like, I was going. I think I even oh, had a clone. So you did I think clone. I actually had a clone. And then basically, oh. I was like, oh, this is just fucking junk. And you know, like, how do I put this? Like, when you have enough stuff, you actually have to get rid of stuff all the time. You know, I guess that's that. Sometimes people don't understand. Like, how do you get rid of that? I'm like. Man, I, I literally can't keep every single fucking thing. Like, what do you That's a lot of cuts. And you got yeah, yeah, like, to look, yeah. look at new stuff, too. Don't forget that. That's I it. mean, like, you'll ne- if you, you just, have, I mean, yeah. you don't get to look at anything new. That's it, man. Yeah, I don't have like a whole grow facility dedicated to backstoring all the neat things I've found. Like, sorry, but that's just that's, not a luxury that I have. And that's why breeding is so awesome. Yeah. Visible, though, you know? Yeah, you got to find the ones where it's like, okay, if you went to that warehouse, though, of all of your favorites of all time, mm. and then you, like, had to kill 99% of those, mm. like, which would survive? Those are like, then you're like, okay, these are what I pass on for the legacy of, you know, my mm. contribution in the evolution of the plant. Yeah, it makes sense. Richard D, by the way, is saying that he likes the Thousand One Nights. Uh, he's got a sour, or the uh, in your nose, it's got a sour smell. He's saying. Mm. So I like that. Yeah, I have my uh, eye on that one for sure. Do you? Yeah. I really like the Thousand One Nights. You guys are going to hear more about it in the future. Uh, uh, that's the the one strain that kind of surprised me a little bit. Like it's turned out at least my phenotypes that I pulled out are mostly green. So I haven't really found much color in it. And I, I thought there was going to be lots of color. Uh, whereas the Black Prince Ruby, lots and lots and lots of color for some reason. I mean, how do I say this? I knew there would be, but one has it and one doesn't have it. I'm like, well, that's kind of interesting. But the Thousand One Nights has this distinctly different terp that I kind of like. It's it's this very, I've said before, like uh, at least all the ones that I pulled down, maybe in another uh, environment would be different. It was kind of chewing gum-esque. Not like bubble gum-esque, but it reminded me a lot of chewing, like citrus chewing gum. And it was, even though the rest of the terps could be a little different, I could always tell, like even just in a grab bag of wheels, oh, that's Thousand One because it had this very slightly distinct uh, uh, terpene. I'm really quite enjoying it. I need to grow more about that one, or more of that one. But we don't have to talk about my freaking strains all night. <laughs> so you're like, oh, how awesome is your shit? Well, let's, let's freaking tell us more. Well, I'm sorry, you... that, I'm sorry, I derailed this. No, problems, you're so I'm very welcome, my friend. I just don't want everyone to think like, oh, are you looking at anything new, Siri? Dude, I am. You guys are going to hear some, uh, you're going to see some new stuff uh, in the near future. You know, I don't like to jinx it, you know what I mean? So until it's kind of, Almost ready, maybe even ready, basically. I'll be like, well, I don't know what I have, you know. But then uh, right after that, uh, well, soon after that, Noob knows what I'm talking about. Something else is coming and uh, looking for some new stuff. So in the near future, you guys are going to hear, going to hear yeah, quite about, about quite a bit more stuff. Um, I can say there's going to be more uh, Morgana. Uh, there's going to be pretty much more of everything that you see, more or less. And then there's going to be some more uh, besides. So it should be fun. Good. Uh, what are you growing these days, uh, Soulshine? What's up with your garden? And suddenly you went sideways. Sitting sideways. <laughs> you catch me as I'm futzing with my background. Ah, uh, we're futzing. Uh, yeah, you know, always futzing. Can't sit still. Although it means you do a lot of shit. So you can't if you can't sit on your hands, do a lot of shit. But you're always futzing. Anyways, finish. Yeah, I was just gonna say better the fuzz. Yeah, the so I just cut down some anvil, um, the autoflower from uh, formerly Mandalorian, now uh, Nome Automatics. Right. And uh, yeah, like I got a couple packs from the autoflower cup. I'm really impressed with the like gorgeous anthracyanin expression. 
the yield was definitely like what I remember kind of as autoflowers were starting to get recognition, like on that level of like kind of yield. Um, so yeah, I mean, but that makes sense. Cause I think it, it is from that era. He's just been kind of like continuing to push the filial generations. Um, and then, yeah, but I did have one in just total transparency. I had one that when I started putting the cold into the space to really like, see if I could get it to like dark, dark purple, uh, it hermed right at the tail end of flower so i don't know if uh that's gonna affect anything i don't think it's long enough to have any seeds but uh, I, um autoflowers will do that if you just take them longer than they're supposed to go usually though i'll usually always yeah that. that's why i'm not you know i'm not pissed about it at all like autoflowers also are just way more prone to that they don't have and most afghanis if you take them past and, will do it but. yeah and so it was only one out of the entire pack uh, it was when I put it on stress at the very tail end of flower. Um, so and you yeah, probably don't have any pistols that. kicking around anyways, really at that point anyways, to to worry about pollinating. So yeah, exactly. I'm not concerned at all. So that came down and, uh, you know, I, uh, have some lemon sour diesel and, uh, a Oaxacan Thai clone that I cut from the outdoor this year that are indoor, uh, going into flower and then yeah still working on the pheno hunt with the uh overflow crossed with thai assam uh, how I, many of those oaxacan ties did you look at um so what was the pack like i think it was 12 but then i just re like really rapidly based on signs of like any pathogen um because I live like here by the swamp that i talk about it's there's a lot of fungal pathogens so i pulled down um like anything that showed a lot of uh, susceptibility to that or to like the turbulence in the weather here. Um, and then like, especially for the males. So just cut down to one male. And then uh, I think I flowered out three females here uh, on a family member's property and, uh, or a family member's part of the area here. And uh, so, yeah, that, uh, that ended up being like those three i haven't gotten to try them so i can't tell you about the differences okay. between them but they smell and they looked like pretty much exactly the same uh so i don't know if they all would have looked exactly the same if i hadn't had that like very heavy culling uh pressure but because it's the first time it's been grown like this genetic lineage has been grown this far north and yeah. it's your equatorial sativa, you know, it's Oaxacan, Mexican crossed with Thai that was acclimated for 40 years. So the story I was told by somebody that I have reason to believe the story. And, uh, you know, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. well, I got this, I got, I got the same, same ones you guys did from the oh, same Okay, journey. Yeah. So you know what I'm talking about, right? Okay, so, so no, I haven't, some, I haven't looked into them at all. I haven't, I've, I've bought some them, collaboration through the, through the grapevine uh, to corroborate the story as well. So yeah. I, he said I it was like F40 or something. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. In a very isolated spot. And the brother, like the, the people actually exist and, and the whole story happens. So, um, you know, it makes sense. And the, I'll tell you, it totally looks like a straight equatorial sativa. I mean, I've grown like sativa crosses, things that have land race in them. Um, and you know, a bit of land oh, race. Really, well. what, what, what's the bud structure like? 
Um, it didn't put, I didn't have to uh, lollipop it at all. It just self lollipopped and just put on these top colas that um, actually like were pretty fat for uh, something based on Landry's. But um, it had, you know, like a, this, uh, it's hard to describe exactly, but the like foxtail looking calyx kind of angularity to the stacking structure that you see like a lot of stuff that uh, Erasin and Indian Land Race Exchange Post have that. Um, or like the Oaxaca. Yeah, I really product. like this stuff. Indian Land Race, that. man, they got some nice pictures. Yeah, yeah. And the um, Thai Assam that I, I selected, or I mean, I put the, I'm selecting through a overflow cross with that also had that same sort of look and was from Indian Land Race Exchange. But uh, yeah, so the uh, Oaxacan Thai has that same sort of thing, but much more fat, like, um, let's see, I think I have some right here. I was looking at it earlier. Da, da, da. So awesome. yeah, you can see it really does look much more like classic, but still has like a nugged up. Well, thing going on. but then well, it was like, well, it, cool. these when it came on. When Coot's been on talking about Oaxacan, he talks about them being big spears, Oaxacan spears. He talked about. That's exactly how I would describe this. Yeah, like it. Uh, I wish I had them on this device, right? Screen share, it. but the pictures uh, I have of harvesting, I cut them really low because so my partner uh, takes the fiber and makes it into hemp uh, material and like fabrics and stuff and weaving. And she's a a, a weaving artist, so. Uh, I cut it really low and it, because yeah, I didn't have to lollipop it, but it was just the whole bottoms were totally barren. These long spears and I could hold it like a freaking spear, like two arms long apart. And this at the end, like a, like a fucking halberd, like a, like one of those medieval spear axes. Cause it would have, you know, maybe a couple coming off the sides, um, or like a trident kind of look to them um but yeah it was sweet i did a little bit of training on them when they were young um but i was mainly just looking for uh could this survive in oregon right 40 years in california the middle of california sonoma and uh then you know that's quite the jump up to just outside of just west of uh portland do you think and it would be manageable indoors that's what I'm trying. And uh, so I took a cut of my favorite one uh, in terms of like it had the most vigor and like growth potential and was easiest to train. So nice. favorite, favorite candidate for the indoor. And yeah, that's I have it in flower right now, just kind of testing it out and seeing uh, if it is reasonable indoor. Uh, so far, it has not hit my light or anything crazy. You know, I've been able to anticipate it pretty well. But it's not stacking nearly like it did outside. It has the little bit of like floppy leaf thing that, uh, you know, that I notice sometimes, especially land races. But in general, plants will get if they're not getting proper light. Uh, so even though I have it under a good LED, it's like. That's not the sun. This is the first time it's not. It's going to take a little while to adjust to that. Yeah. Yeah. So you just I'll, lost I'll that giant know. fusion ball up in the up in the sky and realize that this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotta get one of those. I, I wouldn't be happy or either. Right? 
Exactly. Yeah. Ask any cubicle worker if their light source is uh, as good oh, as man. the corner office manager lighting. No. Yeah. So yeah, my Oaxacan tie is like feeling like a demoted office worker right now. But hopefully she pulls through. I hope she turns around for you. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. I was wondering about that. I, I remember you saying you got some before. I'm like, oh yeah, he got that same stuff. You were moderating that that show work with uh, over there. Yeah, I believe I was. Or I yeah, I yeah. That from time to time, so it's very likely I was. Yeah, yeah. I, I ordered a set of those set of those beans. They look good to me. They look interesting. Yeah, I got a few other things. Yeah, it's exciting that we're to the point in breeding cannabis where we have the diversity available and you have the training and all of the breeding that's gone into it over time. So you, you can go like, hey, I like me, for example, I got this spot up here by a fucking swamp in West Northwest Oregon, like uh, a temperate rainforest, like very literally. And uh I would like to try growing outdoor full equatorial sativa genetics. Like when the hell has that been possible before? But it worked. They came down. They didn't, uh, they didn't even, the ones that I left up to flower didn't have any mold problems. So that was. Give it a couple of years. Climate change will take care of it for you. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) No problem. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, nah, I feel you. I wouldn't. Our outdoor seasons like that too, rat and weenie. Pain in the ass. But some years it's beautiful out there. You'll get a, you'll get a like, you get some rain, but nothing crazy. But like last year, we had a lot of rain. You had a ton of fucking rain, yeah. Just pilots, just a shitload of rain. Yeah. Yeah. No. Oh, I saw a cool movie the other day. Uh, now that I'm thinking, I don't know why I didn't even think about this earlier. Uh, Biggest little farm, I want to say. It's, uh, I think it's just, uh, let me let me Google this. Uh, uh, I think I saw it on, on Apple or whatever. Anyway, the, the thing that got me thinking about it was in this movie. It's basically a, a couple. I'll probably, now, now that I've mentioned, I'll probably just bring the movie up. But um, it's a couple that started an organic farm, pretty much. And, and they're, it's basically like the non-weed version of a lot of what we've seen, pretty much. Like, we've seen that kind of people do weed stuff. These are not weed people. So they did all the other with the livestock and everything else, but basically the exact same fucking thing down to like the organic consultant that came on and the crazy landscaping and everything else. Anyway, uh, they uh, spent a bunch of years building the soil. So very much like we talk about, you know, building the soil. In fact, there's even a fucking company called Build the Soil, right? Uh, They spent a bunch of time building the soil and uh, cover crops were crucially, crucially important. They made this movie about it, basically. Literally, they made a movie about themselves uh, and they talked about their cover crop over and over and over again. Wouldn't you know it, like seven years into the farm, California, after having a hundred year, or no, 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 uh, once in a thousand year drought, basically, like the last 20 years have just been this increasingly horrific drought in California. So the last few years were terrible and then they had this massive rainstorm. It was like 18 inches in literally like a day or two days or something and it washed off eight ton of topsoil and, and there was all the fires too right before that this is i want to say like just literally like a couple of years ago or a year and a half ago something like that their farm didn't have any runoff basically like the cover crop and everything else held the dirt in and so as all that crazy water came and sluiced off all the agricultural fields that had been basically uh first of all not cover cropped but then also uh, salt fed with you know phosphorus fertilizers and everything else literally their freaking topsoil washed away and I mean, they showed all these things. Their field capacity was through the roof. That's it. Yeah. That's awesome. I love my outdoor, dude. 
Honestly, I love the soil outside. I've been working on that for five years. There it is. The biggest little farm. Oh, it's from 2018. Is that the ones they had chickens? Did they, they have a lot of chickens and a pet pig named Emma and uh, what else? They were an egg farmer, right? Right. Organic that's eggs. Yeah, that's yeah, how they yeah. started. And then yep. they were saying like, the, the well, I guess in 2018, the, their last year, they'd sold like 700,000 pounds of vegetables or some shit. It was Jesus. crazy. So they really ramped up. Uh, they took out a massive loan. Looking at if you see this movie, it's a fun movie. I saw it. Uh, they must have taken out a fucking crazy loan. Like they they got well, they had a, an investor, I guess. So that investor, yeah, they had to have an investor. pockets. Yeah. yeah. So the synopsis it says here in 2010, married couple Molly and John Chester decide to leave their old lives in Los Angeles behind and purchased an abandoned 200 acre farm near Moore Park in neighboring Ventura County, California, not too far from uh, uh, Mordeaux, rechristening it Apricot Lane Farms. The couple spends the next seven years transforming the arid landscape into a fully functional farm and biodiverse habitat for neighboring flora and fauna. They face hardship and blah, 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 blah. Uh, what it doesn't say there is basically they got the idea from their dog. Like they adopted this dog. It's really sweet. Uh, they adopted this dog and they basically said like, hey, this dog, uh, his forever home is us. Uh, but then the fucking dog would bark for like eight hours every day, like just incessantly every time they would leave. They couldn't do anything about it. So, like, all right, well, we're going to go do, we're, we're going we're gonna to do the next best thing. We're going to try a farm. So they basically like tried to farm for their dog pretty much. Anyway, it was a, it was a pretty adorable movie. I enjoyed it. They they actually surprisingly talked about a lot of the stuff we enjoy. So actually, guys, if you guys literally like to watch it, uh, it's a documentary, not a, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not a fiction. Check In out. Fact, uh, he always, pretty much directed and filmed the movie. Go ahead. Dude. I always check. Uh, I always tell people to check out Gabe Brown. He will blow your mind. If you're in the organic no-till. That's a name I haven't heard in a while. Dude, Gabe one? Brown puts out information like you wouldn't believe. And his farm has been no-till. Over 20 years now? It's a lot go. of good information. Uh, right here. I think this is the right uh, Gabe Brown. Hey, California he does, State right? University, Chico. Uh, Brown's right here. He's a, uh, yeah. Anyway, Gabe Brown. Center for Regenerative Agriculture and Resilient Systems. How cool is that? We should totally do. We should try to, if you know him or if anybody knows him, we should try to totally talk to people like this. Because what is uh, always talking about? Like a lot of the so-called weed experts are not really expert. Right. A ton of freaking feedback. Is it from you? I don't know. I think it's from me. That was oh, spraying. I'm sorry. Right, no worries. Uh, well, good to know that your microphone works. Um, <laughs> what was I going to say? Uh, it's not to say that the weed people are, you know, not not greater than them, but there are a ton of people who are genuine experts across agriculture, and all that shit applies. Like, I'm, I mean, all of that shit applies. The the soil microbiology, the cover cropping, all that kind of stuff. One really fascinating thing about that movie that I was just talking about. The here it is. The biggest little farm is that they. Uh, perpetually had a problem whereby, uh, especially the wife, what was her name? Um, uh, whatever, Molly Chester, uh, thought that they could have like an ideal farm, like a, a farm of idealism. They even said at some point, like our ideals were uncompromising or something. And I kind of snickered because I was like, I know what's coming, right? Uh, they continually had a situation where nothing was perfect. And whenever one thing was optimized, it would affect another. Where, for example, uh, the cover crop was attracting snails. Uh, then they had all these snails basically they could, couldn't get rid of or at least wouldn't get rid of for some reason. Then they found out they had to get ducks. Actually, that was now I think about it a good thing. So the ducks came and actually ate the snails. But the cover crop then ended up att attracting the moles or gophers. And uh, the gophers uh, were basically, how do I say this? They would take care of the snails. I honestly can't remember the the, the entire 
circle of events, but basically they were all constantly playing whack-a-mole with a situation that was always slightly unbalanced. And it was a really interesting, first of all, you know, Kut is always talking about Buddhism and everything else. It's very interesting to see how the river of life is always basically suffering and you just impermanence and everything else, right? There was something Buddhistic about it to me, but also knowing that uh, there is no ideal state of nature. It's always basically this push and pull and ebb and flow and like a river that when you look at rivers, we have maps for rivers, but the rap of the river map changes literally in five years. Like if you've ever been like, especially a small river, it can literally fucking change. Like it was over here five years. Oh fuck. It's over there now. Uh, like the world is impermanence, right. And, and organic growing and all this kind of stuff that we do. There's never a situation where you can strive to be like, I will totally just take my hands off it and it'll hum like a freaking hummingbird. Like, no, there's always a push and pull. You'll, you'll optimize this. You'll optimize that. You'll optimize that. You'll optimize this. You know what I mean? I don't know. Maybe, maybe it doesn't make sense what I'm talking about, but that was fat. It was a fat, well, one totally of the most does. fascinating parts of the movie, frankly. Go ahead. I was saying it totally makes sense. Um, yeah. People just need to get out of the ideal. Uh, I'll say it. Um, that weed isn't the only crop. Hmm. There's other crops out there, and people have been studying these crops for generations and generations. Um, and honestly, I probably could learn more from listening to those people than any weed farmer. Hmm. You know, what yeah, I mean? we're going to go I don't know. Cook for the knowledge. Society for 150 years ago. <laughs> yeah. 150 years ago, we, we were all into yeah. these plants because they yeah. meant our survival. So, exactly. It's, it's kind of a freak of nature, though, you know, like uh, almost anyone listening in could be a uh, uh, coot on some level, right? And and coot reminds well, me. Of, I hope of, to be as cool as coot when right? I'm his age. Right. I swear. Straight up. <laughs> dude, dude flies drones and plays with computers and stuff. I, I really appreciate it. I mean, you want to be. And then, and then I'm, I'm not as old as coot. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> What was I just going to say? Oh, that Coot uh, is, um, in regards to basically cannabis and stuff, I think he's basically self-taught. Like, honestly, you know, Dr. Faust has a doctorate in entomology and whatever else. And even in that respect, he's basically self-taught, I think, as far as cannabis goes. But, you know, of course, he has a, a doctorate in entomology, which obviously really helps. And I think also now that I think about it, he did a bunch of like soil or no, uh, I honestly can't remember. He said it on my show and now I can't remember. Anyway, so Dr. Faust has the credentials. Coot, on the other hand, has read a fuckload of books and so basically he's researched himself into a deep situation or a situation of deep knowledge and he hasn't a lot of autodidacts do this are people who teach themselves a lot of these people basically teach themselves into rabbit holes and i've seen that in my whole life like people that will teach themselves on something they'll teach themselves logically but wrong and they'll basically take themselves down a rabbit hole that you know if they knew the whole picture they would basically you know see the they would see the forest for the trees well that's the, the world trees. in general you know there's rabbit holes after rabbit holes Sure. Uh, one path will lead you to another. That's for sure. Well, but then you can also sometimes be smart enough that you can see through it. And, you know, I don't, I don't know exactly what that is. We should ask Coot one of these days. Honestly, that would be a really good question for Coot. Like, how did you not get yourself stuck in rabbit holes? Like after having learned all this goddamn shit, because, you know, he can talk to us at, at length about all this different stuff. And he has, he has the facts to back it up. Like people will yeah. try to fuck with him sometimes and you can't because he'll actually bring the freaking details. Uh, yeah. But I was going to say like people like anyone listening here could be that like Potent is always talking about how he's just researching fucking ass piles of stuff and he's got just 
because uh, he's sending me links to these. He's got lists of books. And Kud is always talking about how many, he'll tell me how many books he's got in his iTunes or his Apple library or whatever. And, you know, they're, they're doing, they're compiling information, assembling like an army of information. You know what I mean? Like the, inf- the stack of information is almost like they're soldiers or something. It's kind of a strange way to look at it. But anyway, uh, how do I put we this? We got to now. People call out so much bullshit. Mm-hmm. You got to have the facts ready. But you know what? It can be useful too because now yeah. the, the the jury is still out on this product. But I've been basically testing something lately. I won't even say what it is. But the guys that where I got it from, it's kind of an expensive product. They told me that it's basically built uh, made by uh, essentially. They were they were you know we were laughing about it. They're like, oh, did you know that this guy was basically? Uh, they called him an unlicensed scientist, and I, I was joking about it. Like you know, I was a fucking backyard black market science now. But anyway, uh, it was basically like not a degreed scientist. It was a guy kind of like who essentially who thought, hey, this shit is interesting and cool. Let me look at more of it and develop some really interesting new, completely different technology that is apparently really good at what it, I don't know. The verdict, the jury's still out for me. But anyway, uh, that still was interesting to me. And now it's like a big company in you know, North Carolina. So I don't know. That's awesome, I don't know where I'm man. going with that exactly. But Is it organic? Uh, maybe it is, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an uh, organic thing, yeah. So it's something that basically uh, solves a problem that a lot of other things can't do without being uh, synthetic. So the, the jury's still out on whether it works or not. We'll see. But uh, yeah, that's why I kind of like. I've been falling into like the aminos, uh, like wormhole. You know how aminos are just available as soon as they hit your leaves. It's kind of crazy. Uh, I forget what I was just gonna say about aminos and. Uh, uh, the way Dr. Faust is uh, is uh, chelating all these uh, like calcium and mm. all these things that are going to be available because of fulvic acid. That's crazy. That's got to take some time. It's worth playing the devil's advocate. I mean, I use fulvic acid. I can walk over to my little, I have like a, a cart basically where I keep all my stuff, right? But I have a, 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 the, the full power is what it's called basically. I think I even yeah. have two little jars of it basically. And I use it for a foliar every once in a while because honestly, I still believe it. But there are, worth playing devil's advocate, there are a ton of folks who say it doesn't do anything. It uh, really provides no benefit, on and on and on. You know, you should do your own due diligence, right? And I think Dr. Faust would say the same thing. Like, don't just be a, a little yeah. lemming and, you know, follow somebody else down the rabbit hole. It's worth knowing why those things work, right? Like, the the thing is that a lot of stuff in the growth scene is presented as like a magical elixir or magical potion. There are some, honestly, they'll, 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 I don't want to say the fucking brand name. But there's this one, I asked the guy, how does it work? He's like, well, the magic is, and he didn't have a further thought than that. He literally oh, told yeah. magic. I know what you're talking about. It's actually got a similar name to what I just said, but you can keep <laughs> paying attention to what it is. Anyway, uh, that one is literally just fucking garbage. But this other one that, that Dr. Faust, I'm, I'm a believer, uh, but it, it specifically, at least the way that I've been taught, actually literally by Dr. Faust, like he gave some lectures and I was like, that's, you know, plausible. I don't know much more about it than this, but I've seen observationally the fulvic acid basically will absorb into the leaves, into the foliage. It's most useful there basically, and will help pull up by chelating basically those nutrients that are sucked up basically with the, uh, the, what's it called? Xylem and flow and basically with the leaf sap. So a lot of that's like, I don't know, random nutrients that will come into the plant and then maybe diffuse because they don't bind. Evidently, the fulvic acid will grab onto that because it's, I'm, I'm making a lot of probably assumptions right now. So anyone that knows more chemical knowledge, please fill this in. But evidently, it is such a complex molecule that it's constant, like humic acid is a very, very complex molecule that's constantly looking to bind with stuff. And so it'll bind with, uh, you know, iron and calcium, anything else that's basically in that uh, sap and help it 
apparently it's leaf permeable and plant available and da da da. So basically, once it binds up, the plant can evidently use that that f- new fulvic acid molecule that now has more iron or whatever it is. Um, you know, I'm I, making some assumptions in this, right? Like, I don't have a whole lot of. I haven't done double blind right. tests or any of that stuff, right? Because all this stuff is humic acid, and we've all seen the benefits of humic acid over years. Um, so yeah, I totally understand that. But the, uh, yeah, the humic and the, the fulvic things. specifically supposedly work differently. And the right. humic acid, that's why he was saying humic acid is good in the soil and the fulvic acid is good on the foliage because they basically have an almost push-pull yep. relationship with the chelation. Go ahead, Solshine, sorry. Oh, I was just going to say this is uh, one of the things that we get from uh, agriculture in general. You know, like this mm-hmm. isn't, again, isn't just a weed thing. Like Dr. Faust is awesome that he's willing to come on and talk to cannabis people in no small part because we buy his product but uh you know oh you come on anyway i mean he sold the company you know like he he pretty much i think oh, he, he I, made yeah, his money on that so now he just likes he's it involved in the community is in right. no small part because of that you know right i mean those other university professors may have just as many amazing things to say about fulvic acid. They're just, they literally can't afford to go all the time promoting it to you. You know what I mean? And so like go on, on Google scholar, you can see like troves of amazing information about fulvic and humic acid. Um, And, you know, they've done the peer reviewed studies and tests for you. Excuse me. But um, yeah, I think that it's worth, uh, yeah, it's worth people digging into. The other thing I wanted to jump into is uh, the mechanism. I think people hear the word emulsification a lot. And it's like, what is emulsification, um, really? It's how you make mousse, right? Uh, Don't they? Yeah, exactly. That's not a joke. I I thought I was joking, but now that's actually literally the truth. All right. I wasn't even being funny. That was literally the time. I'm pie already. All right. Go ahead. Sorry. Well, I mean, I love imagining physical, you know, the animal mousse. uh, (laughs) There we go. There we go. (laughs) Process. Uh, In fact, you can kind of imagine it. Like, I'm going to use a mousse as an example. Fuck yeah. So (laughs) so spin a mousse really fast. (laughs) And it's the head. And and this is the molecule that's doing the emulsification, right? And one antler is just like formed in this special way that it can just grapple with and catch on to uh, a fat or a lipid, you know. And the other one has just right, and he can just grapple on and 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 catch on to um, like a water based or a water soluble, and so. That way, uh, you get that kind of milky consistency in emulsified solutions. And fulvic acid is just such a tiny, super powerful emulsifier and chelator, which is a similar process. And uh, so that's ultimately like how it drags things through, uh, through the natural water intake and through uh, these mechanisms, right? You can actually pull anything that's bound into either chelated for more complex like yeah, minerals or other things right or if it's just like even a lipid or a water and one can go where the other could go so yeah powerful stuff it's definitely uh like one of the only if not the only bottled nutrient that i will use because you know for it's sure. not really like right. another bottled nutrient so 
Yeah. And it is literally that. It's basically a bottled nutrient, I guess you could call it, right? Like uh, they don't sell it that way. And in fact, they're not. What's up? Uh, uh, welcome, Mel. Uh, they don't call it uh, fulvic acid in both California and Oregon, ironically, where they make it just because of the rules or whatever. So again, actually, you know, now that I say that, though, it's worth being skeptical or at least, uh, uh, you know, somewhat, how do I say, um, yeah, maybe skeptical, not so skeptical in a good way. Or, I don't know. It has such a bad connotation. I'm very skeptical of this soul shot. I'm freaking struggling for a goddamn word. And I think be cautious about products like this because you should know why it works in your garden before you just jump wholeheartedly into buying something. You know, not just because Fumidor said, oh, it's good. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's for everything yeah, in your garden. Everything. And by Second the way, social tests, do your own testing. Cheers, good. Okay. I agree. Uh, before we get to Val, I, I had a completely different visualization, Soulshine, of uh, emusification. I thought we would suspend a moose basically uh, vertically with the antlers down into a large uh, bowl, basically having chocolate mousse. I'm still stuck on the chocolate mousse, basically. And we would pretty much attach the mousse. The mousse wouldn't like it, I realize now. Because what we're going to do is going to get even worse than hanging the moose upside down. We're going to basically attach it to like those rubber bands. Do you remember like from the 50s where they would show like the housewives shaking? We're going to attach it to one of those. And then we're going to turn it around like a, like a yo-yo. And then when we release it, the moose is going to spin really fast. And then basically emulsify the chocolate moose with its antlers. So I realized we were thinking about completely different things, honestly. It's the emulsified moose emulsification. <laughs> yeah, and the moose is not happy after that process. So I realized this is not something we should do. Val, we're, we're not going to do that to a moose. That's demoosified. Maybe if we find a mean elk or something, but n not a moose, that's for sure. What's but going on, Val? It's going to be a chocolate one. Well, the chocolate moose, see, that's the thing. A moose is going to emusify the chocolate moose. The chocolate moose, we're good. We're still on that. But I think it might be mean to use an actual moose to, to emulsify the chocolate moose. I don't know. It's a work in progress. We're working on it. That's okay. It's okay. Mm. What's new? Well, about? you know, we can make you a cupcake one. Like, you know, there good. you can. That's a good one. I like you it. Can, like, you can actually. I'm serious. We can make. Oh, let's do it. Let's make cupcakes of moose. Oh, that's going to uh, be hard. Perfect. We'll do it. Uh, moose cupcakes. Okay. I like it. Yes. Moose cupcakes. Uh, Hilarious in multiple ways. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, what was I going to say? Uh, uh, some sort of an inside joke. Uh, what's going on, Val? What's the, how's the garden? Welcome. It's alive. Is it? Are you surprised? Are you surprised your garden's alive? You're like, um, it's actually alive for a change. <laughs> well, I am up next. Oh, do, do you have a black thumb or something? Like, I, I've known a few people with black thumbs along the way. Mm. You give them any kind of plant, they just kill it's it. It's dead already. They drive it home, it's dead already. Sorry. Have you ever had that, Wes? I've actually had that where I've given someone a plant that did not make it home. Damn. Oh. It's like the can of burning wreck. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, they fucking drop it like just some random shit, or they're like playing with it. They're like, uh, uh, what was it? Uh, oh shit, the big guy of my They're making man. a dance across the dash on the way home. Like, what happened? <laughs> Look at a pretty flower. You kill it. I got a bobblehead. Driver slams on the brakes, like <laughs> in the window. <laughs> oh shit! Now, what were the characters about Vice and Men that bothers me? I gotta look that up. Uh, Val, I was just talking about this fun movie. I think you would enjoy it. The Biggest Little Farm. It was pretty fun. In fact, I can show it. Is that on Netflix? Uh, I don't know. Uh, maybe. Oh, I think they saw it on Apple TV, but I think uh, I, th I don't even know. Probably Ow. Amazon stuff. Yeah, it was cool. 
It's fun. Mine's sweet. Uh, what was I saying? Oh, I even forgot to open up the chat. Good thing nobody said anything important in the chat. Welcome, everybody. Cheers. Uh, I'm talking about our private secret chat where we talk about the audience. We're like, have you even seen how stupid so-and-so is? We don't actually do that, do we? We do no. so. We have a chat Everyone's right now on. just saying, how, like, hugs. That's all. Hugs. Yeah, that's like... <clears throat> I don't know what the hell you guys are talking about. How's your garden, Fumi? I haven't heard about your garden in a while. Well, actually, honestly, uh, folks know that I struggle with spider mites for fucking nine, ten months, honestly, most of the year, frankly. So, you know, thankfully, I think they have that on their... Oh, every time, I, I don't even want to say, because every time I say that, like, famous last idiot words, like, three weeks well, later, yeah. suddenly they come back, but I don't know. I picked them, up on a cl- picked them up on a clone and did, admittedly, like, you almost always, I've discovered, what was I saying about fucking up? Like, you almost always kind of, at some point, see the fuck ups coming, you know? And that's almost a good thing, but at the same time, it's a bad thing because you know you were doing it and then you remember, you're like, yeah, maybe oh, you were I taking better. Uh, you know you better. shouldn't take those fire clothes, but you take those fire clothes and look what happened. Right. <laughs> and then even then, how do I put this? Like, you could get any goddamn thing if you isolate it well enough. Who gives a shit? Like, if it has, yeah. I mean, I don't know, probably there's some stuff. Like, what? Uh, a plat, uh, Hop latent viroid, not ideal. You're probably not going to get rid of that. But short of that, almost anything else you can just kind of quarantine out of. Well, I was a dumbass and I basically wanted to keep this amazing thing that I got. And it was beat to shit. It was, first of all, probably not the healthiest clones, honestly, because uh, they had spider mites and shit. Uh, but they were clones. <laughs> and the thing is, though, I don't know how healthy they were because they'd been like 10 days in the mail. Like it was super slow. The mail was ultra slow then. And it was an ice storm. So basically, they sat in like freezing ass warehouse. And, I was surprised they were alive. And so I was so like desperate to keep them that I was like, oh, I'm bringing them into the freaking, you know, the, the Shangri-La. <laughs> and basically they just, you know, from then on, the Spider-Man just kind of came around. And um, well, I did yeah. everything, right? Like I did the clones and I, you know, I, I did it right, but I should not have brought it into my garden. I knew better. And I knew like, this is probably going to end badly. Well, sure enough, you know, so like. Well, how you've been using in your garden to combat them. Well, that's part of the problem. I don't use any pesticides. I don't use any pyrethrins or anything else. I don't even honestly use, use neem. You know, like every time Kuda's on here, he's always like, why do you wound me? You know, when, like, when I'm like, oh, I don't use neem. Uh, I probably should, frankly, start using neem. But for the longest time, I didn't. And I would only use stuff like, for the longest time, I used self-oil. Uh, Potent recommended it. It worked great. You know, anytime that ever there was a problem, some thrips fly in or just literally anything. Suffoil or new clones or new anything else, suffoil. And it took care of all the problems. Except these spider mites obviously were resistant to suffoil. They've been resistant one by one by one to pretty much everything that I've tried. And uh, or I have also induced resistance by not completely killing them. So um what was I saying before that? Oh, you said uh what did you use? Uh that's yeah. that's one of my problems is that I don't use any actual pesticides. It's just kind of my policy. I only use like uh, microbes or uh, predators or basically like safer as oh so neem and toads and stuff like that um stuff like that yeah beetles and stuff yep and you know same thing with persimilis man i was loading up the persimilis for the longest freaking time and they were almost getting rid of the problem but not completely 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 you know what i mean and they stay under the other underside of the leaves right the mm-hmm. spider mites yep yeah. they're uh fortunately they're bigger than a lot of the critters they're just they're one of the most annoying pests and honestly they the, are the annoying, annoying thing about them yeah and one of the annoying and things they don't they can like you can just see them come in and they'll just flare up in an area and yep. just go wild like yep. you'll be like oh there they are and then the next day you're like oh my god webs right right yeah, yeah i was scared the other night but it ended up being mold mites 
Uh, and actually, that was after I already, you know, did my thing <laughs> with some Dr. Bronners. Uh, so I probably killed uh, more than half the population of the moan mites. So, plant available nutrients for your plants. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Something else but will eat them. The plant was praying so hard. So I was like, man, it, it can't be nothing wrong with it. I mean, it was praying. So in my in my thinking, they were probably breaking down more nutrients and making it available for the plant. And that's why I was doing so well. That was uh, that's what I was talking about in that uh, biggest little farm. They started to discover that everything that was a pest was also somehow beneficial. They even realized, and frankly, they kind of convinced me by the time the movie was, you know, halfway through, because uh, I've been very against coyotes. They had a problem with coyotes. The coyotes were coming, and they had the dumbest coyotes that, in the world too, because they would come and they would kill forty chickens and just leave them. Like fucking coyotes just leave the chickens after they kill. I'm like, yeah, exactly. What the fuck? I don't know. Maybe the coyotes eat somewhere else and they're just psychopath coyotes. I don't even know. But anyway, uh, uh, they have this problem with coyotes and then they realize at some point, oh, you know what? The coyotes actually love to eat gophers. So if you keep the coyotes away from the chickens, then the coyotes become not a pest. They actually become a beneficial predator. Right? Like, so, and this is the kind of thing in your garden. People always talk about, Potent is always talking about how uh, fusarium, deadly fucking cannabis killer is also useful in good regenerative healthy soil it, it fulfills its own little functions uh, a lot of the critters that we deal with fungus gnats and everything else they'll aerate the soil you know what i mean they're fucking larvae in fact in that movie i think they even talked about fly larvae they'll aerate the soil and so uh, uh, within reason some of the pests that we don't like actually feed into the system you know how would we have predators if they don't have food you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you always have to have some level of their popular food population in a healthy ecosystem, but then you're going to constantly always have this push and pull because we're not uh, growing a healthy ecosystem. We're growing an intentional farm. And so that always sets us apart. Like human behavior is always different than the natural ebb and flow of life because in the natural flow, you have like, um, uh, uh what's the fucking, uh, Oh shit, uh, Soulshine will know the, the, the system I'm trying to... We're constantly pulling out an energy from the system in the form of the farming product, right? Whereas in nature, it's constantly replenishing its own energy. Whatever dies is, uh, 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 breaks down into the soil and basically just uh, feeds back into the soil, whereas we're actually pulling a crop constantly. So when we pull that crop by the action of pulling out energy, we're unbalancing the system and now have to basically rebalance it through our behavior or through something else. I don't know, I'm probably not making any sense. You guys know what I'm talking about? No, you about. totally are. You totally are. No, it totally makes sense. That's why nutrient cycling was a big thing. On uh, she's she felt that like you needed to let the soil rest, like you need to be able to like you know you have to have balance in life. It's kind of sort of like how why we have game night. That's right. Mm -hmm. uh, so you're saying that game night brings balance to the force. Yes, it does. <laughs> nice. I like it. I, I think like it, it does. Yeah, because otherwise, if we're talking about plants 24-7. And I, I believe mean, uh, in Star Wars, he got the force uh, from a Chinese or a Japanese. One of the <laughs> About the uh, just cycling and the good and bad. And oh, fucking and Star Wars. I don't know. I'm going to piss like half the audience off. Star Wars is kind of a blatant ripoff of Dune. I have to be honest. You guys all know that. Right? <laughs> I've like, never seen Dune. It is I literally. I mean, it's a. It's not just Dune because Dune is. It, how did I say? Dune was itself a response to Asimov and blah blah blah. But honestly, like Star Wars was basically like he borrowed a lot of the concepts, from, which is not bad. You know what I mean? Like it's not a bad thing. Dune itself borrowed a bunch of concepts. But yeah, 
I mean, if you want to get down to that, there's only seven stories that appear to me. That's it. There's only seven stories. Is one of them Gil- Gilgamesh? Uh, the, Gilgamesh is w- one of the seven, yeah. But so are uh, infinite other stories, you know? There, there's only seven story uh, archetypes, I believe. Is okay, what. I feel like I know what you're talking about, and now we have to talk about this. What are you talking about, Soulshine? In, in light oh, of this well, I, I think that it touches on like uh, Joseph Campbell and like the hero's journey and stuff like that. But uh, I don't know who exactly it was who came up with this concept originally. But I remember from uh, like writing classes and stuff that it was uh, like a pretty well, uh, well pushed concept or something that people have, have dug into really intensively. Uh, and yeah, it's very difficult to come up with any plot that makes sense and is interesting that isn't one of these basic seven. So they're talking about here over on uh, masterclass. You can go and uh, become a master over there on masterclass. They sure advertise like uh, you become a master. How to recognize the seven basic plots. Uh, the heroes and villains of today's books and films may be based on the same story archetypes found in fairy tales, the novels of Charles Dickens, uh, the poetry of John Milton, uh, Yo Mama's Diary, and the theater of the ancient Greeks, but they often deploy those archetypes in innovative ways. So they say the seven archetypes are rags to riches, the quest, rebirth, overcoming the monster, comedy, tragedy, and voyage and return. I feel like comedy and tragedy are overly broad. So yeah, for sure. in that there is quite a bit. So they basically cheated a little bit. So there's five story archetypes. Okay, we mean seven. And those two are actually everything else. Uh, happiness and sadness and everything else that that is a little bit cheating you have to admit a little bit that that is cheating like this one voyage and return I get it you know the odyssey blah 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 overcoming the monster game of thrones blah 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 and they fucked that up completely rebirth you know Jesus obviously Uh, the quest obviously again Jesus uh, or Tolkien Uh, rags to riches Uh, trading places with Eddie Murphy, obviously that's again the, Jesus. the one that everyone thinks of. That's it. Also Got Jesus, it. right? And then basically everything that's either happy or sad. Like uh, they don't so include, you're yeah. telling me it's all Jesus's story. That's pretty much, the only pretty story. much all Jesus. That's it. There's only one story. Amen. Unless you are a spaghetti monstrous, in which case you get a ramen. Can I get a ramen? Dude, I want ramen. <laughs> It's noodly pentages holding me to the earth. Thank you. Don't want to put <laughs> away meatballs name and pray. Can I get a meatball sandwich? Mm-mm-mm. I think I I think I missed out on becoming an ordained uh, priest of the Spaghetti Church. Uh, but oh, that's unfortunate. That's unfortunate. Yeah. I, I didn't. I I am mm-hmm. a, a full fledged member or minister. Are you a full fledged minister? Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, they pretty much ordain anybody to that thing, though. So. Pretty much, pretty much. But uh, when did you first uh, realize that the uh, pasta sauce was the? Uh, oh, when sauce? I first heard of it, I said, "What? What is this thing you speak of? This exists." Well, I need to join. I also joined the Church of uh, the Church of Four Twenty. It was based out of Toronto for a while. The guy got arrested. Oh man, Judaism's yeah. a pretty good one too. You know, you can go into Dudism, uh, eh? getting your registration in Dudism and just follow the nice. Big Lebowski philosophy. Dude, I, I, I pretty much already do. The so, held the, the, uh, the room <laughs> together, man. 
dude wanted his rug back. <laughs> Just take it easy, mankind. Come join the slowest growing religion in the world, Judaism, an ancient philosophy that preaches non-preachiness, practices as little as possible, and above all, uh, lost my train of thought there. Anyway, if you'd like to, that's this. Is the, I realize now this is the perfect religion for me. Anyway, if you'd like to find peace on earth and goodwill, man, we'll help you get started right after a little nap. Hell yeah. I love it. Love it. It's citizenship to dude land, state of mind. This is so your perfect religion. You know I mean, right? how have we not realized this before? Yeah, man. It's flag. Home. Even the flag, the state of dude land. I love it. Hey, dudists, ever wish there was a nation state that upheld dudist values? Now there is. Dude land is a state in the virtual super nation of Macronesia. <laughs> immediately. <laughs> 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 I love it. Macronesia. The nation of Macronesia extends an invitation of citizenship to people who feel if they're citizens not just of the current country, but of the entire world. Oh, Immigration yeah. to Macronesia is easy and free, and you don't give up your current national citizenship. I love it. Mm. <laughs> Do I have to pay taxes in Macronesia? That right. is my question. Like, actually, Do I need to file a Macronesian tax return? Right. I'm out if that's so. Macronesium is a place to develop your meditation skills in order to increase calm. Okay, this might be an infomercial. I don't know. Well, the meditation is actually like I firmly believe that. It's a to help you have like balance in your brain when you can have if you're able to settle your brain. Hmm. I think that allows. I think that gives you control. You're basically the muscle. It's a form of exercise. Uh, remember, go ahead, D. I was going to say, remember, remember, exercise your muscle. That's right. That's what she said. That's what she said. Yo, mama likes it when we exercise uh, her muscle. Right. Uh, who else in here? Abolish is saying, don't trigger me, damn it. All right, man. I'm trying to, I'm not going to trigger you. You have a hair trigger. That maybe does. What's up, everybody? By the way, I don't know if I've uh, forgotten to say hello to some folks in the chat. Let's see here. Nico's in the chat. Welcome, Nico. Uh, uh, Steelbird. I think I forgot to say Steel uh, hello to Steelbird earlier. Uh, Caleb's Chronicles. Welcome, buddy. Uh, Four Plants A. Welcome, Four Plants A. Cheers, dude. Uh, Four Plants A is a great, uh, well, not a professional photographer. He's a, a cannabis photographer. You know, he's, he's actually the winner of the photo contest, I want to say, like three months ago. Did a great job. Yep. That's fine. <laughs> right. Rigged, he's got like 50 accounts he votes for himself on, I'm pretty sure. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah Noob yeah. Jew probably. Noob Jew yeah. probably. Right. There's a few of them. Uh Zoso. Wouldn't it be funny if they, they're all just like uh wouldn't that be actually if, now that I'm sad? They're all like, bots. Oh, my entire audience is like one person. It's bots. Just, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's an elaborate, it's an elaborate hoax. It's an he's, elaborate ruse, right? Yeah. But, well, good on them falling off. I mean, I mean, they sure they sure seem like they're all different people. Like a Dirty Indica there and Steelbird and Gray Sun, all different. I don't know. Maybe they're all the same. You never know. Maybe we're in the Matrix. Uh, Val, are you going to see the new uh, Matrix when it comes out? I have a friend who's so excited. I'm kind of like I'll I'll probably see mm -hmm. it, but like 
the dude is like, I've seen every single one when they came out in the theater. I'm like, really? Are you you're yeah. a grown man and you're that? Okay, fine. I don't know. Right. What am I, I mean, going it, to see The it? first it's one was amazing, but they kind yeah. of ruined it with the second too. Like I thought first first mm-hmm. one was like phenomenal. But yeah, honestly, all these reboots are getting these reboots are getting too much. We mm-hmm. start making original content, guys. Yeah, no, that's not going to happen because it's way easier to get you uh, reapproved with something that's yeah. already proven as a success one time before, right? Yeah. That's what's sad. That's what's sad. Yeah, the churn through of movies is just crazy nowadays. I mean, mm-hmm. and like before, there was some sort of respect for like, oh, you know, we'll let somebody take on that mythical storyline, like when it's perfected like with dune you know like that was that people competed over who's going to do that like did was jodorowsky like there's a whole documentary about how jodorowsky was going to do it and stuff and then like as somebody that loves dune the the movie i think like i mean not to divert us into this subject but i don't think it really did a service to the storyline it was beautiful you don't super, think so? super pretty super well done visually but like to have the characters dialogically explain like 90% of what's going on in the universe, like just flat to the audience is like kind of the exact opposite style of the books. I thought they did the opposite. I thought they explained very, very little. And I remember that I, I watched the movie like honestly three times before I get, you know, okay, fuck you guys. I watched it like four times on HBO. Right. But anyway, uh, it was a great movie and I'm probably going to buy the DVD. So fuck off. Um, First time I saw it, though, I thought this is fucking amazingly beautiful. The, the music blew me away and everything else it was an incredible experience. But I was like, dude, I've read this movie after I saw it. I was like, fuck, if someone hadn't read this, they would be lost. And then I watched it again and I was like, well, kind of. I still kind of agree that they would basically be lost. But the, I came to terms with the idea that the movie is very dreamlike. Everything about it is very dreamlike from the very beginning where the dude like throat sings. And it says like uh, uh, dreams or messages from the deep, I want to say. And then yeah. the whole movie is basically Paul coming to terms with his uh, past Dream. and future yeah. prophecies. Because what he is literally is supposed to be the, I don't even know how to pronounce this shit, Kvizatz Hadarach, whatever the fuck. It's a made up uh, a word, right? But basically he is the, the Bene Gesserit, the chicks, it's basically the chick witches pretty much, like his mom and the chick with the, the black and whatever. They can see into the past and the guild navigators that uh, huff like just crazy amounts of spice literally on those uh, big star liners, what do they call them, the the Hayliners, the spacing guild that hasn't really showed up in the movie. They only showed up like twice. Spoiler they can alert, see by the way, the everybody. What's that, Silshine? Spoiler alert, everybody who's listening. Yes, but I mean like, I don't know. <laughs> Especially and if you're going to just read the book and then well, go first through of all, like we've three said this before. of the book before they tell you any of that shit. And you're just oh, like, who are these mysterious ladies with magical powers that seem to be intensely attuned to reality right. and pulling the strings and these guys in fucking fish suit helmets. And yeah, no, I felt like you're supposed to be bewildered. It's supposed to be like dreamlike like that. Right. But no, Jessica like straight up explains what the Bene Gesserit is like in the scene with the Reverend oh, but Mother, so does, like etc. So, yeah, I suppose you're right. Well, but at the same time, that was kind of unclear, right? Like when they first show up on Dune, right? Like everybody's like, "Listen, Gaib, listen, Gaib." Uh, how do I put this? The thing with Herbert, now that we're actually dancing around this, the thing with Herbert is that freaking Paul is not actually supposed to be like a good thing. Like, we're basically led to believe that he's 
Dune Jesus or something, right? But anybody who's read the stories knows that he's not Dune Jesus. And uh, uh, we see premonitions of that, right? And he's horrified by his future of that, like, holy war spreading. What does he say? Uh, spreading across the universe like an unquenchable fire or something. Anyway, um, uh, uh, Herbert was very much trying to be, like, uh, semi-ironic, right, about this whole thing. And for him, I think the ecology of the planet was more the message than that, you know, do, uh, how do I say, Paul Atreides is awesome or uh, aristocracy is awesome or something. Like, there's a lot of folks, I kind of agree with this take, that Dune is really, really bleak, honestly. Like, everything there is uh, futile. You know what I mean? There's these really, um, uh, every planet is run by basically like a, 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 an aristocratic family that's run it for literally thousands of years. So there's no uh, democracy that you could possibly speak of. And everybody just basically works for them as literal slaves, like the, the Harkonnens have genetic, they have a genetic human being engineered as a spider pet, right? And that comes up in a weird little way, right? Like it's a, it's a weird bleak future, right? So it's like, how do I put this? Um, everything about it is kind of ironic and unexpected. That's honestly, I think what makes it so great because it's not like space cops or some shit. I don't even know. That's kind of what annoys me about Star Wars is that it's not kind of ironic. You know what I mean? Luke Skywalker is supposed to be amazing. I don't even know. Yeah, that's fair. Consider that like, free, it's, it's free good flowing. That it's rant. getting out there. It's really good. The storyline's getting out there and everything. And, and like, I'm glad that you liked it. Also, I'm definitely not trying to diss all over it. No, I don't. I don't have any problem with. It. First of all, I don't have any problem with someone disagreeing with it. I didn't make it or anything like that. Um, and just because I like it doesn't mean other people have to like it too. Uh, I am. Uh, how do I say this? I do like that style of of, of movie making. I like uh, that that do the. Uh, um, uh, Villeneuve, I liked his uh, previous Alien movie, The Arrival. I thought that was fucking amazing. Like everything about it was different. Literally, when they go into the spaceship, the spaceship is uh, like a, this big old tall space. A bunch of spaceships show up to Earth suddenly, and there's like some aliens. Maybe they don't know. So they send people like every different country sends. Uh, there's like seven of these. I want to say, uh, and the U.S. has one basically over somewhere in the middle of nowhere, like North Dakota or somewhere. Or maybe like maybe Wyoming. I don't honestly remember. So they send uh, Amy Adams and uh, I can't remember the dude that played the the Archer uh, 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 in the Avengers. What's his freaking name? Jen Jeremy Renner or whatever the fuck. Anyway, they send those two guys to the spaceship where literally gravity is different. And so as you enter the spaceship, you kind of get sucked into this weird like inversion place where basically you you the floor is now like what the sky was. It's super. I mean, like what the fuck is this? And then the aliens are completely alien, like completely and totally alien. Unlike Star Wars, Star Trek, every other alien movie where the aliens have two eyes, a nose and a mouth. These aliens are heptapods. So they have like seven fucking legs, seven, like seven legs. And they're gigantic. And they talk by making like these shadow pictograms. That fucking movie was amazing. Like honestly, like so different and amazing. Just incredible. And so I love that about Dune too, that it was different and unique and just like its own thing. You know what I mean? But at the same time, it wasn't very good uh, storytelling in terms of, how do I say this? Like a lot of people are going to be lost. I fucking agree with your take on that. I just want to try some spice. That's all. Right? Do you need to, Well, you don't because then you're going to get addicted forever and you're going to, your, your eyes will turn blue. Yeah, but you see visions. You know what I mean? So. Plus yeah, you like live on Holy Long and stuff. It sounds pretty attractive. Unless you get those beautiful blue eyes. That, that, man. Glowing blue eyes. So basically, like, dude, I don't even know. Now that I say this, I'm about to say something that is actually a spoiler, I guess, if you haven't read the books. Uh, my whole life, I haven't really thought spoilers were a big deal. Like, I want to know why the movie is interesting. 
Like if you if you have a movie that's cool, there's a lot of movies out there. Like, why do you think that movie is fun? And then like I have I have to say, like the spoilers are a lot of times the thing that makes it interesting. People be like, oh, but this this dude and oh my god, this oh, when this thing happens, you totally have to see it. You to- oh, I don't want to spoil it. You totally have to see it. I, I don't have any interest now based on that. Like I don't like, okay, you told me some stuff happened. Like I've literally had people tell me, like, this dude and this, oh my god, this chick, and oh my god, this scene. The scene, it's incredible. You have to see it. You have to see it. And I'm like, what? What happened? Oh, no, I don't want to ruin it. You have to see so it. You yeah. Are you going to see it? Are you promised to see it? I'm like, okay, yeah, I totally promise. And, until know, they've seen the scene, they don't, or until you tell them that actual scene, they don't want to see it, you're saying. Kind of. You have to tell yeah. them, you basically have to tell them what the interesting dishes at the restaurant are. Like, how do I put this? Like, dude, if they didn't know anything about it, like they don't know what kind of food it is, you're like, I mean, you could, you could save your time because are it's Chinese or whatever. And then they're all right. They're going to have noodles and whatever else. But if they didn't know, you could be like, all right, this place has the best freaking chicken sandwiches. And the person's like, all right, let's go. Be like, no man, this place has the best food. Trust me. It's going to be amazing. You'll love it. Mm. It's like, that's a bland description. Right. But trust me, it's amazing. It's just, if they've got the oh. stuff for this thing, I don't want to spoil it for you. Can you imagine not spoiling a restaurant for somebody? Oh, I don't want to spoil the restaurant. You'll, you'll you'll say, be able to be like what is the genre of it i feel that but what if it's like an experience right like we were saying you were saying about the dream like texture of, of mm. dune as the movie and like i don't know there's something about like that you don't get with food that you can't really spoil with food in the same way this journey of like your mind through the thing I don't know, man. I mean, uh, some chefs and stuff take food really fucking seriously. I was just talking to somebody today who's saying that, like, they're, they're, uh, uh, what was the expression? Um, they're, uh, not their happy place, but their, their love language or something. Not that their love language, their happy language, whatever. One of those versions basically is food. And I've heard that a lot of times from people, or they'll say, uh, uh, they're, they speak wine or something. Fuck, I guess I'm fucking that up. Um, I guess to say like what what's the difference? I guess I'll just reel that in. What's what's really the difference between let's say a movie and a book or a really fine meal? I mean, both might take two hours, right? Like a meal might take. Let's say you go to a restaurant that's like a chef experience or something. You know, like a a sushi place where they do the omakase, right? And the chef is like you know giving you a bunch. Of, that could take like two hours, right? And the movie takes two hours. I mean, I guess it'd be a pretty short book if it's two hours, but still like a short story or something for two hours. What's the difference between those things really? Like the intention is important among them. You know, that's a good question. I guess when you ask me that, I I hone in on it's uh, about like the story. Part of the story hinges on like that you don't know ahead of time, you know, like rewatching something is a different experience versus like if you're if you're eating a food like it doesn't change how it tastes to know like that it is a chocolate strawberry thing you know what i mean right versus like it might change how the story hits you know if you know like whatever the 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 kicker is right like the m.i Shyamalan thing like dead you see dead people and you're like okay so these are all dead people and then your attachment like emotionally to those characters is is warped it's from a different perspective you know, you're like, okay, they're, those are the dead people probably. And it's, yeah. Versus like, you know, yeah, maybe eating something and not knowing what's in it. You're like, what the fuck is that thing? <laughs> Interesting. But like 
It's not I the mean, same, you know I guess, for it to be like, oh, that's strawberry. You know, it's not as big of a difference. You know, the thing, though, I think is people say that and they'll use that comparison. And I think it's a valid comparison in that context. Like M. Night Shyamalan, his whole thing is there's a twist. But wait, there's a twist. Uh, every single freaking movie, there's a twist, right? Uh, but, for example, in Dune, I don't think there was really a twist. I mean, I guess you could say that the invasion was a twist, but kind of everyone knew the invasion was coming, right? Like, how do I say it? I've heard people say that the, the, the uh, that's probably too nerdy, like the scope of time in the feeling before they got, like they got Kaladin or they got Arrakis until the point that they were invaded was very, yeah, that's too nerdy. That's too a fucking nerdy uh, statement. Anyway, what was I going to say? Um, I even kind of lost my train of thought right now. I was going to say a couple minutes ago that, uh, I'd read the book, but I still enjoyed the fuck out of the movie. And that's happened many times where I've read the book beforehand and still watched the movie. I have the ultimate spoilers. Like, I literally know the story. I know how the story ends. That's like, I even know how the went. next movie ends. And yet, I really wanted to watch it. So I'm just thinking to myself, like, I don't know how to... Um, you, you just said something a second ago that uh, it might change your experience. But how does knowing that uh, Paul and Jessica uh, get stuck in the desert. How does that change the experience of actually watching them get stuck in the desert and survive it and, you know, or find a way out? Like, how does it, it, how do I say it might not be the same that you had planned in your head. Well, but I mean, how do I say this? Uh, that's why you're watching that dude's movie and not your movie. I don't know. Like, how do I say this? Um, and, and then there's going to be an interplay there. You'd be like, oh, that's pleasantly surprising or unpleasantly surprising or whatever else, right? Like, it will, it will play. In fact, I think that's a good thing when it plays with your expectations. When you have no expectations, then you just wash over it. I don't know. It's like a stone in the river or something. I don't know. I, I, I kind of like knowing what's coming. I don't necessarily want to know how the end of the movie ends or something. If there's a massive twist or the important character dies or something like that, that's kind of crappy. But like, I'd like to know what's interesting about the, the movie. I don't know, man. Don't that's know. valid. Yeah. If you have like a, a feeling of scarcity of how many movies you can watch because there's a bajillion of them that's valid i guess i just don't think like i want the director to play with my you know my anticipation and my expectations and i don't know if my friend or you know whoever is telling me about the thing is going to play with my anticipation as well as someone who's like worked their way up to being this this phenomenal director so, yeah, I mean, it's just a difference, but I guess if, if it's serving a different purpose for you to like sort through movies and thereby you get much higher quality movie results, that's like in and of itself, just like a, even, a great know, approach. Maybe not even that. Perhaps that's a lot how of movies, it comes with the planning and like the motivation of like the people. And like, I think when they're, they're able to collaborate, I think like when they're, you know, it's, I mean, like how of the best movies, like just one person, it wasn't just one person. It was like everyone gotten, I mean, yeah. I don't know. I'm done. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's not an argument that's worth uh, a debate. I don't know. I've just, I've always been curious about it because I'm just like, okay, you know, my friend, you know, here's a thought actually, before we do wrap that up or, or something. Um, your friend knows you better than that movie director, for example, Soulshine. And so your friend might know, all right, you know, my buddy Soulshine is going to like this movie because blah, 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 blah. And you're already friends. So, you know, oh, you know, my buddy likes this and he likes that. He likes this kind of food. So for example, your friend won't take you to the Indian place because he knows you don't like Indian, but you do like Chinese or something. But every time, I don't know, this is a probably stupid discussion. 
The biggest uh, when you can tell is like it's like if somebody died in the movie and they tell you, and that was like one of the biggest you know parts in the movie is them dying <laughs> how sad it was or something like that. So that would ruin it. Yeah, exactly. That might yeah. kind of ruin it. That is Those a bit of an emotional spoiler. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, your Those favorite are the character Come on. totally dies, bro. You haven't by now. Fucking dead. <laughs> <Right. clears throat> but you're going to love it. One. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's character's amazing. The, dude, the dog you fall in love with, he gets hit by a car. Right at right the end, man. Right at the end. Right at the end. Right before the end. <laughs> no, that oh, wouldn't gosh. be great, I have to be honest. Homeward bound. Um, right? Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ, yeah. They almost made it home. Right. <laughs> Uh, ready hot fire ready to hit hot fire sit in the spice must flow that's it they didn't didn't actually explain the spice in the first movie so I think they're gonna explain it a little bit more in the second movie or maybe not because it is like a very dreamlike whatever I don't know like most of the action honestly happens in the the second part of the movie like even in the book uh, Herbert kind of rushes through a little bit of it it's like the first part is kind of slow methodical and then like towards the end, it's like, oh shit! Tons of tons of stuff happened. They I'm pretty sure, sure that they do describe the spice very directly in the movie. I remember the scene in the cave, and then he's inhaling it, and then his mom is like directly narrating a description of what the spice was. Maybe I, I'm did she? I don't remember she did. that. Yeah, I don't oh. think she did. I don't think they really brought it up. Um, and she's like, "What's up, Paul?" Blah blah blah. And I don't remember that. You might be right. I mean, I'm not going to say it. I'm a fucking expert on the movie, but I don't remember them really explaining it all that much. And they certainly didn't talk about what the sandworms are or anything. No, no they didn't talk about the sandworm, uh, but they did talk about what the spice was. And they, they, uh, they, yeah, they talked about how they were to terraform and bring the water up that was quenched below the surface to turn it into a paradise there. But since they found the spice, nobody wanted to. Kind nobody wanted that, to. Right? Yeah. Before the Sardaukar showed up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but even then, did they actually say what the spice was? They said they yeah, blinded and stuff. Yeah, and they said that the the fair the fairman uh, used it as a fucking hallucinogen. Mm, that's true. Well, yeah, but that's yeah, still they, they, kind they, of like, what's the whole purpose of that hallucinogen? It's like that it's doesn't kind quite. What's the purpose of every hallucinogen? To hallucinate. <laughs> but, <laughs> is it? Yeah, yeah, I thought so. Yeah, but, well, hold on, yeah, but like, what are you gaining from it? Like the whole like tripping on some trippers. I've, I've not read the books. <laughs> I've not read the books. I don't know. And he's oh, oh. You can't. Uh, I don't want. I can't go to the library to get them. So. Uh, you can't go to the library to get Dune. Yeah, you can request it. Sometimes uh, librarians will uh, buy it if it's if they see it. Get a library card, and I'm not paying two hundred dollars a year. I live in an unincorporated area. Oh, for fuck's sake! Jesus, Jesus Jesus. Christ! Right? Yeah. Uh, wait a second. If you live in, isn't there an? Oh my god, I don't remember anymore. There might be like PDFs out there or uh, free websites. It's got to be, but. Sure. I think you will need to. Well, the public library is here. I mean, it's not too much, but you don't need even need a public library pass to go in there and read books. 
But you have well, yeah, to, but going to take it to out. Yeah, but book at the library. I'm going to read a book my bed. You know how many fucking people I see sitting there at Barnes & Noble reading books? Yeah, I like, I like to smoke. I like to, I'm like, I like to do me. I don't want to smoke there. I want to well, smoke a lot of these, I know my public library has it where you have, the, if you have one of their cards, you can go online and get the e-file for it or the audio file for it because right. it's audiobook. But she's saying, unfortunately, this is a kind of a tricky situation. Uh, she lives in an unincorporated area. So how does she get a library card? You well, so a library card to do you it. don't technically it's have to live in that area to get a card. It's true. You usually just apply. Some some libraries, I want to say, give you like a residency requirement. But most of the time, you just show them your ID. You come from anywhere. Yes. Yep. Like it's um, not in their business to kind which of library, make you not take right? books or some I've, shit. I've gone. There's all of them. The ones they're all because they're all in a network. Because I live on a county line, and my county, um, I tend to go into the other county that I don't live in, and I like going to that library because there's not many people there. Right. And they say I can come in, even though I'm not a resident in that county. Nobody in that town can read. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but well, somebody that can read. Probably, probably. What if you like to read late at night? What if you like so I get full run of the whole library. It's like all my- <laughs> Yeah, look at all these books. <laughs> All right, sorry, <laughs> <laughs> only the pictures get low now here. <laughs> no, only bougie people like Starbucks. Uh, he's like, uh, Barnes and Noble has coffee inside, mm-hmm. and we're in Massachusetts. You gotta remember that only bougie people drink Starbucks, it's all about Dunkin'. Don't you guys have Starbucks. coffee shops here? It's fucking mad coffee. I remember brands. Boston was Bean Town, they even used to call it Bean Town. Oh, we have some smaller shops, but a lot of the older heads, like yeah, Charlie is probably Duncan, my oh, mom was Duncan. Not until you roasted your own. Right. I didn't do it, but you know, we're bean town because of baked beans. Not because oh, is that what it is? Got it. Yeah, it's baked beans. But uh I'm a Starbucks drinker. If I can find a good one around my area, literally I go get a hot coffee and the thing comes to me lukewarm and it, nothing burns me more than that. And I always get a nice espresso shot on the side. Yeah, Starbucks. You know? They always like, mess wow. up an order too. Yeah, I go down the bay, and, and Dunks is no Dunks is no better. You know they, they said Dunks Dunks shit. Dunks's what whole claim to fame back in the day was their 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 coffee was stronger. Yeah, it was fifty percent. Yeah, back in the nineties, they did the whole thing when they went corporate. The Globe did a write up saying how they wrote their coffee would be fifty percent more caffeine than any other commercial coffee out there or any chain coffee. But uh, you know, I so love Starbucks. Starbucks, you know, just to me, Starbucks has real food, and they have you know some really nice, really nice coffees. Uh, Dunks, yeah, it's all right. But it, to me, I do love the the. I mean, I drink it obviously, and um, it's a little bit more convenient. They're easier to find. But if I have my That's choice, man, I'll, I'll hit a Starbucks in a second most of the time. Because uh, the food is real. I mean, you know, yeah, I can't even eat the food. I've always I can't even have a donut there anymore. It's disgusting. It's just you know, really processed, mass consumed, mass produced. Shit. I grew up on the sausage and all because well, I used to work at a landscaping company, and literally, like, we met at Dunkin' Donuts, so I would eat a sausage and cheese on a everything bagel or a plain croissant like every day. <laughs> yeah, I did. That, I did that for like a, a like year or two, and I'll tell you. It's it's um now I now I can't well first of all it only stays with me I can eat two of those sandwiches and, from Dunks and 
it'll stay with me for like an hour and then I'm starving again because it's empty calories. But now what they do with dunks is, is even their, you know, their eggs, it's an, it's, it, they call it real egg because it has like, you know, 2% real egg in it. And the rest of it is crap. It's all filler. It is, but I mean, it's just how they make their money. You know, the other thing I noticed too, the last few months is I kept getting, you know, I get a large coffee. I get, I, you know, sometimes I got two or three of them in a day, depending on how much driving I did. And, um, I noticed over the last couple of months, like they're not filling them up all the way. Mm. Now they had changed covers to these, you know, the flip color cover right. with you know a little tab, but they went to those same things, those little sticks in the hole, yeah, they like suck. Starbucks. Yeah. And I'm like, well, why are they doing, why are they not filling it all the way? Is it because the heat will build up and it's going to like, you know, pop that thing out and, you know, from the pressure inside from the steam. And I was like, why are they, I was getting coffees that were literally two inches below the top. And I'm like, this is like a medium coffee. This is ridiculous. But it is, it's one of the reasons is they get this little indicator along the seam. One of the girls was telling me, and one of the guys was telling me, you get this little indicator along the seam of the cup here, but inside it's got this little notch. I don't know if you guys can see it on camera. You see that little notch right there? And that's where they're supposed to fill it up to, no matter what. So when you're getting a large coffee, my wife is all pissed. And I was like, yeah, but you know what? Take a small coffee. Standardized it. So, yeah, it, but you can, you know, they can do whatever they want. They can call a small cup a large if they want. I mean, who's to say what their large is or small is or whatever the case, you know what I mean? When it comes to quantity, anybody can do whatever they want because it's, you know, they can call it whatever they want because, it's, you know, there's no no set limit uh, sizes on, you know, no universal is the word I'm looking for. There's like no universal. Everybody's going to have a large cup and it's this many ounces or whatever. It's like, yeah. You know, they can fill it halfway and call it a lodge for all they care. You know what I mean? It's Google, uh, uh, um, a place called Gourmet Gonads. They use New England's coffee. And it's they do they have like every type of flavor you would imagine. Yeah. Yeah. I go to I actually go to Malden every once in a while because Green Mountain Ooh. roasters are right. in uh What's your coffee order. I'm in Malden and uh peanut you butter cup really extra nice. in an espresso shop. Yeah, that's like what my wife would like that peanut butter stuff. I'm not a flavored coffee guy at all. Occasionally, I don't mind a little bit of maybe vanilla in there or something, or French mm. I'm not a flavored coffee guy. I'm a what are you guys getting when you guys are going to Starbucks? What are you getting? Yeah, I don't really go to Starbucks often, honestly. I don't hate on Starbucks, and I always say this. We probably have some people fucking yawning in the chat. They're like, oh, fucking <laughs> goddamn Fuck Starbucks. Star. I don't hate on it because uh, I feel like the even as douchey as the fucking company is, because it is kind of douchey, like they, they were one of the least douchey companies, honestly, and they built a whole like gourmet coffee segment that has kind of justified all these cool shops that I actually do enjoy going to. So like they... How do I say this? Um, I don't know. The idea of like, four dollar coffee was kind of hard to palate, you know, uh, twenty years ago, thirty years ago. And then you know, Dunkin' Donuts—they were selling coffee for like a buck twenty-five, and it was just not very good coffee. Like McDonald's Dunkin' coffee was terrible, honestly. If people remember, and there was people lots of love that McDonald's that. coffee. I don't know why. Well, these days, well, I don't know. Uh, yeah, not that it it's, honestly, it's pretty good. Is it like the coffee itself in itself is pretty fucking goddamn good? I will. I uh, I can't say the last time I've had an actual McDonald's coffee. Caramel frappe is the only thing I get. Fire. Number sugar though, but those things are fire. This sort. I bet you it's been twenty years since I've eaten at McDonald's. All about that. Like, I, I, I get what you're saying. If you oh mean like God. Starbucks was the trendsetter, yeah, 
That's mm-hmm. it. I mean, they weren't the only one, but basically, uh, and you know, they're pretty consistent. You they know what I mean? They're huge name yeah. and everything. I don't like their beans. I've known all these people who are like, they swear by the, the even at Costco, they'll buy the Starbucks beans. I'm like, eh, whatever. Um, yeah. And then like, they can be fine. Like, for example, uh, speaking at Costco, their house blend or whatever, I think says like, uh, 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 what's the fucking word? Roasted by uh, Starbucks or whatever. And it's okay. You know what I mean? But most of the time, Starbucks is kind of famous for like burning their beans. Their beans are always black. Shit, so they kind of, oh, cheers, folks. That's literally the first 420 I think we made tonight. Uh, basically Starbucks beans are like a little bit lower quality and then basically kind of over roast them for any fucking flavor. Uh, I kind of can't stand that. Like, I don't know when I was 20 or 21, I was really like the dark over roasted beans, but now I don't like it. In fact, if anything, I like the light, light brown Ethiopian stuff and yeah, you just medium. never find that at Starbucks. It's always just black. Yeah, it's light. Yeah, it has more caffeine beans. in it. The yeah, lighter the coffee, yeah. the more caffeine, the darker the awesome. roast, the less caffeine because they're yep. basically burning off the oils. Yep. And the oils won't have the caffeine in the molecule in it. Just yeah. like burning off turps, man. Yeah. That's right. As a yeah, kid, right. I mean, as a young kid, you always would say that fucking black coffee's stronger, but like like the darker of the coffee. But it's not true. Come to find out it's not true at all. You know what I mean? You get some of these light light blends and they sing you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all you do is put that goosey prepared. I ain't on any coffee, man. You know, it is what it is. Right. It's always full. Like speaking of terps in coffee and and like burning off your terps, they uh, just in the last I don't know twenty years or so, they realized like oh shit if we uh, like slow dry in specific ways, kind of like how we dry and cure cannabis, then like you can retain the flavors and these nuances. And so like if you guys haven't tried guji, it's like G U J I. Mm. And like Ethiopia is really killing it on the Guji coffee yeah. game right now. That's like amazing stuff. Like Ethiopian Guji Sumatra. Um, yeah, those are like. There's a company called really Ozone that on. brings all those over. Yeah, especially the, the ethical uh, source ones that are doing the yeah. Guji stuff have like the most. They've like retained the most skilled Ethiopian labor. Uh, for it i was just reading up on this not too long ago and like because it's a new up-and-coming thing like those artisans can <clears throat> demand like to work with you know uh like the ethical source people and stuff so like that's the i uh i'm gonna have to try to find like a network or something i can direct order uh and see like how far this trend goes but it's exploding right now it's like imagine if they didn't know about curing or drying cannabis like since the 60s they were just doing it the way you just like slap it all together in a in a bale or something and then in the last 15 years they're like oh shit wait we can like retain terps hmm. amazing ethiopia that's this coming a bunch of stuff favorite. all it's over i'm like veil though i like tea but the tannic acid just kills my stomach now not that coffee does any better, but I love a good English tea. I was just Barry. showing, uh, uh, who I sent it to Coot the other day. Um, Hi. What was the story? Uh, L theanine. Uh, Coot is always talking about, um, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Amino acids and enzymes and stuff. And he's always talking about how, you know, kelp, for example, has 
L such and such and L blah, 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 and bromine. And I can't even remember all the different things. Evidently, one of the only places to get an actual enzyme what? called L-theanine is in tea, any kind of green or black or anything else, tea. And evidently, it has some tremendous properties. I could, I could find the article, I suppose, in a second, but I guess the most important thing is that uh, really fucking good for you. The only place to get it is tea. And uh, super yeah, interesting. Yeah, iced tea a lot, not like hot tea. Yeah, I used to. Not the to same thing as a Long Island iced tea. Not going to get from Long Island. No, no, no. That's no, we get Grateful Dead's that. over here, bro. But, okay. All right, CBD tea. You can, you got to be careful drinking iced tea as well, guys, because that can cause uh, uh, kidney stones. Yeah. yeah if you're ever at a bar and you want to get really right. drunk really quick, look up the Mongolian motherfucker and see if they'll make it for you. <laughs> You want to flush a liver out, do a coffee enema. That's one of the That's number one things thing. the cancer patients do. Uh, do you Mongolians <laughs> trying to break down my shitty wall? It's <laughs> a Mongolian motherfucker. It's a real drink. I mean, you look at that awesome. on the, in the menu, you're like, oh, is that a subtle drink, Martha? I want to try that. But it's a Sunday afternoon. <laughs> you're sitting out there with the umbrellas and whatever. I'll take a Mongolian motherfucker. <laughs> they have a drink called the Suffering Bastard. I'll have and, one and more. The Chinese people will say Suffering Bastard. So every time you order, he says Suffering B. You order Suffering B? Yes, thank you. <laughs> names people come up for this shit it's fucking great oh by the way what was i looking up through i had this quote and i was like oh that doesn't sound right they're saying this was socrates i do not think this is socrates i think this is like probably michael scott instead uh they say strong minds discuss ideas average minds discuss events weak minds discuss people that was one of the quotes and then the, one of the other versions was they're saying okay. that it was from quote investigator charles stewart in his autobiography he says, uh, men and women range themselves into three classes or orders of intelligence. You can, verily, with a penny farthing, he's not actually saying that, tell the lowest class by their habit of always talking about persons, the next by the fact that their habit is always to converse about things, the highest by their preference for the discussion of ideas. And probably penny farthings. I don't know. Um, why do I always say penny farthing? Because they're fucking sweet. <laughs> Mongolian motherfucker. It has everything in it: vodka, gin, rum, tequila, triple sec, Southern Comfort, amaretto, wildberry schnapps, and then finally they actually have some flavoring. So, goddamn Mongolians! Uh, <laughs> that sounds horrible. You already didn't get after that. Grateful Dead and like Long Island iced teas aren't aren't that much better. Mm. You're right. Yeah, I mean, Ooh, look a Grateful Dead is here's a Grateful Dead. Hey, Just gratefully dead afterwards. Vodka, rum, gin, liqueur, ice and sour mix. Pretty much all booze. That's about it. Yeah. And even then, it's raspberry flavored liquor. Not even just raspberry. And it tastes liquor. good. Yeah, that's the problem. It tastes pretty good if they make it right. Some people right. are heavy handed with tequila. Uh, I don't think I've ever had a Long Island iced tea that didn't taste good, actually. Like, they, yeah. they just always taste good. Yeah. <laughs> That's why they get you so fucked up. Like, you drink three of them, you're like, wait a second, what's my name again? <laughs> oh, you're only allowed a, a two maximum suffering bastard limit. What's a suffering bastard now? I don't even know what they put in this thing. <laughs> Is that a Chinese restaurant around here? 
how many Hello. questions? Oh, you are suffering bastard tomorrow. Am <laughs> <laughs> Mongolian gonna break down my city wall? <laughs> Something like that. Mm. I don't know. Ladies and gentlemen, I might uh, slowly here call early last call. We might uh, leave in maybe 40 minutes or something like that. So if you guys would like to hop on, yeah. uh, hop on and uh, don't dawdle, don't bullshit. We'll be here on Tuesday as usual. What's that? Singapore Sling. Yeah. Singapore is a freaking place. Holy cow. It's both like paradise on earth and also kind of a hellscape. Like if they catch you with any weed, you get the death penalty. <laughs> if, you, if you get caught with chewing gum, they'll beat you. But on the other hand, it's like really prosperous and happy and wonderful. It's not that bad though. Uh, bourbon, dry, dry, dry gin. <laughs> getting getting your head chopped off or weed? It's not that bad. Singapore just made the uh, top ten most expensive places to live in the world. Like Singapore was in the top ten. I think Is it nine or number eight? L.A. was number seven. Um, yeah. What was the other one that was uh, the U.S. Um, Oh god, I can't remember it off the top of my head, but yeah, they were just they just came out today, the 2021 most expensive places to live. Mm-hmm. Hong Kong, obviously. Uh yeah, where else? Um Osaka, Japan. Yeah, there were two LA two US cities though. LA probably San Francisco or New York. No, no, if if you said that I, yeah, New York. There you go. New York, New York. Yeah, New York City. City was like Paris is Paris got pumped from number one. Paris has been number one, I guess, for the last few years. You got pumped to number two. Yeah, we talk about gentrification and stuff uh, uh, all the time, you know, here in the U.S. But like they have it bad in, in London and France and Paris yeah. and stuff. Like apparently, it's become like the entire city of London is basically unaffordable, and it's a huge yeah. city too. It's got like eighteen million people or something. So like now. Almost everybody just has to, I guess, move out or just pay pretty much all their money. They got weird squatting laws too. That they have a big problem with people. I wouldn't call. I mean, a lot of the homeless go into like million dollar like apartment complexes that have been abandoned and stuff, and they take it over. And it's a big thing in London where, like, there's there's a lot of squatters or that just like travel around, and when they get to London, they just there's houses that have been opened up that aren't like livable yet they have to be fixed up and stuff for some odd reason or they're older or they're just abandoned and they'll go into it and it'll just turn into a like apartment complex for the homeless yeah the reason i think that is uh, is because of uh the big money trading it's interesting you say that because i i've heard a bunch or read a bunch uh over the last several years of, of uh like this trend ever since the 2008 crisis where like hyper rich people will pay each other in like houses and in apartments and condos and stuff because of like the tax situation, um, especially like internationally. And so uh, in certain neighborhoods in New York, for example, like 20% of the condos are empty all the time because they're literally just kept there as a fucking asset for rich people. And so, yeah, in the last several years, people have been uh, squatting and like squatter rights activists have been really moving in on that to try to like rightfully repossess that space. That is that's why squatter rights laws exist. Being held for money. 
that Greed is not only. held hostage. Yeah, right. So we actually use the space we have. That's why the squatter rights exist. So I think it's great. I mean, big props to them. Sucks for the people losing investment money like that. But, you know, be fucking smart about it. Don't keep an empty, high-value condo. I've heard empty. many people over the years say that one of the biggest problems with all of mankind's kind of, uh, how do I say this? One of the biggest... Um, Fuck. One of the biggest fighting points in mankind has been basically uh, uh, ownership of land. And, right. and either one person has it and doesn't want to give it to the other one, the other one wants it back right. or wants to loan it, rent it, anything else. There's uh, laws with aristocracy, nobility, feudalism, all this different stuff. And so right. the idea of like people buying and selling land and using them as investment properties is kind of anathema when you look at just the, the entire history of the bloody conflict yeah. in mankind. So it's like, I don't know, how do I say this? Like, Obviously, housing and, and real estate should be an investment because you cannot make more of it and stuff, as they say. But at the same time, the idea that those things are an investment is kind of cruel. And, you know, what I mean, we're seeing this now. All of the first it was the West Coast. People have been talking about it in British Columbia for the longest time in Vancouver. Uh, out of country investors coming and buying and leaving vacant entire apartments, houses, you name it, yes. uh, keeping them for safe passage, whatever else. And you know what? That's the American and Canadian both way. Right. But at the same time, it's also kind of unhealthy. You know what I mean? Like you can't fucking hoard. Pricing locals out of the market. That's it. And then they have nowhere okay. to live. And it's just, that's fundamentally immoral, yeah. right? So Yeah. And the history of that land, like yeah. where did that come from? The Native Americans that were kicked off of it with swords and things. And, you know, like historically in the the story of that land, it's like there's whole genocides for it so that they keep it, you know. Sure. Yeah. Right, like one of my ancestral lineages, it was like almost half a million people in the extended tribal network, and then like a lot of the tribes were reduced down to t less than twenty-five people. It's like, and then to keep the land empty and sell it as an asset, it's nuts. Yeah, yeah. with the Oklahoma land rush, Oklahoma land rush was eighteen eighty-six. Whatever it was. But we get there first. Gets it. That's mm. in that uh, that movie uh, with the uh, you know uh, Nicole Kidman and right her um, husband at the time. Yeah. Far away, oh, far and away. Yeah. Ain't that we what they promised? The human rush. humans always have shown their nature because even back when like land was big and the gold rush was happening, people were dying over dumb, dumb like I mean money. You know what I mean? And it's just and it's just got even worse and worse and worse over the years. That's how bigger. we got Mexico or Texas. That's how we got they're Texas. Not, the president they're not told dirty people like to shooting there. people for land. They're dirty like stealing it in the stock markets. You know, like all these big fucking companies, like you see in Wolf of Wall Street, how many, how many really are making extra money on the side? You know what I mean? And then and then buying properties and letting it sit, like we were just talking about. It's just it's just money investments. Oh, that's that's going to go up in value. Go ahead. Dude. Real estate's always doing our economy. And it's always the, the basic, the number one asset of everything. I mean, just look at the, uh, the 2017 tax cut. You had the guy from, uh, you know, most of these these lawmakers, they're, they're heavy landowners, property owners. And I'll never forget it, the guy from Tennessee, the last holdup for Republicans didn't want to sign the, 20, the 2017 tax cut until they put in like this huge clause to give tax breaks to 
people that own $10 million worth of real estate or more or something like that. But, you know, of course, it fell within his, within, within his bracket. And then he signed it within 24 hours because that's all he wanted. Yeah, real estate money at all. And I just know just because my father ran a real estate world, on hand like, for 40 years. You see these mining companies. No one's going to look. You see these mining companies go into small communities, ruin the fucking whole whole land around it, and then just dip out when they're done. Mm. Yeah. Yep. Without a thought in the, care in the world. They don't care about the people there. They'll deal with the, the consequences later. Because they'll have the money to do it. Uh, I was just reading about this uh, yesterday. Actually, smash mines, that's not the way mines work. Mines are designed to go bankrupt. That's why they make them. That's why they make them pay uh, like a uh, upfront uh, like reclamation for for the mines because most mines yeah. go bankrupt before the end. Yep. Yeah, because like, they did the same thing, um, like like for when you're doing the windmills and stuff like that, because they're only going to be able to have them. Or if you're going to build a nuclear power plant, they they sure. knew ahead of time when they built it that it was going to get decommissioned they knew it was not going to last um russia i was watching something on russia the other day and they all get their heat from one place it's like not it's like a government a, a assisted thing like the, the government heats russia or something like that has anyone else heard of this or am i crazy uh, I don't know. Uh, you might be talking. There's like a steam system in what St. Petersburg or Moscow or something. They have like steam tunnels. New York has kind of the same thing. Uh, might be that, or maybe you're talking about how they subsidize all the gas and oil because Russia is basically an oil pump. Is that it? Or, um, here, hold on. I'm looking it up. Most buildings are, yeah, they're heated. Yeah, they're all steam heated. Hmm. So probably this uh, central steam uh, uh, facility, but uh, whatever was it called, uh, a boiler. I can't think of the word for it. Steam plant. I, I can't think of the word for it. Yeah, doesn't New? Uh, I guess no one here's from New York, but um, New York has that. I want to say, and and you know, you see the steam billowing up from uh, uh, what the street in New York movies and stuff. Yeah, um, it's like the subway and shit. What was I going to say before that? Fuck, I was going to say installing the yeah, district yeah. heating piping. Here, I'll just show this picture. Russia. Um, yeah, they heat, they heat certain places. Uh, this must be like just Moscow or some like cities, but you know what I mean? They're not going to heat all of Russia, but they it's heat really some of them at least. Yeah, steam heat is super efficient. That's why they do it. That's why, that's why cities will do it because they can make it really efficient and then just pipe it out throughout the city. And then how do I say you just open a spigot, heat your place. Oh, we have a Russian in the chat speaking of from Russia. I think that one. Well, I think that one might be as a troll. I'm not sure because we kept getting that exact phrase in old, like, I don't know. We'll see. Fedor, we'll see. How you doing, Fedor? Uh, what was I going to say? Fuck, I can't remember what I was going to say earlier. Motherfucker. Blame it on Morgana. I'm going to blame it on Morgana, man. Shit. I can't think of it. Speaking of which, if you guys would like to get some Morgana, Fumidoro.com. Coupon code BRAINS for 14% off. You got any? Uh, oh, wait. This is the one I've seen. Exit the plant. Russia's oldest, oldest power plant. Russia, like, right. One. 
<laughs> I want to say a couple other uh, European cities have them, like not Berlin or somewhere, but there's a couple places. I mean, the, the idea, I guess, is like if you have sewer pipes and stuff, you can totally have uh, steam pipes and they just built those brains. Right. The I had steam heating, but it was always like it's always produced by the house here. Hmm. It's really efficient, inefficient, though. You know, uh, how do I say it? really inefficient that way? Uh, that's what people were talking about years ago. Like people who were trolling like Prius drivers. They were like, well, you basically have your own like solar panel, whatever the fuck. You could totally have it more efficiently at the coal plant. And that was kind of true at the time. Like uh, the earliest Priuses, they weren't super efficient. And the whole manufacturing process, like you were probably better off if you were just like dollar for dollar or something trying to save the earth. By literally hey, they are mining lithium. From, uh, what's that? They worked on it. They're oh. mining lithium for those batteries somewhere. Oh, they're going to mine everything. But uh, how do I say it? Anything, any of those substances get mined from somewhere. Fuck, it had something to do with mines. Shitball. Yeah. I can't remember what I was thinking. All Australian companies just started a lithium that mine was exactly in Southern it. Oregon. Yeah, Australian mines. Like one country that. mining lithium but is Afghanistan. It's and the biggest lithium that's deposit in Oregon. Mm-hmm. I was going to say about Australia. I was just reading about, this is what I was thinking about earlier, uh, that, uh, you know, our buddy Ozzy that comes on here every once in a while, he lives in one of the only places, in fact, I think the only place in Australia that's actually allowed to grow weed. Go figure, that's literally called the Australian Capital Territory. And pretty much all that's there is the goddamn capital city, right? They're not even next to the ocean or anything else, but they get to grow weed. Everybody else, for example, is not allowed to grow weed. And apparently one of the best or one of the worst places to grow weed is evidently Queensland. And I think Queensland is on the west, no, 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 east coast, I want to say. I'm terrible at Australian, so... Uh, we could look this up in a second. I probably just insulted half of Australia. But anyway, Queensland right. apparently is dominated by mining. And the mining industry is apparently very, very lax about their rules enforcement to the point that like the, the, the documentation that they're required to submit, half of it does, isn't even filled out. They'll just like fax like a form that has some guy's name on it. And they, they are so dominant that basically that's accepted that like who are you going to start enforcing first basically was the gist of what i was reading you know like everybody is breaking the fucking law where are you going to start and so evidently queensland one of the things that they've started to do is start to invest heavily in alternative technology because they realize like we got to get these fuckers off our back because evidently the politicians themselves have no freedom to do anything because like the coal and extraction industry has so much power that they just hulk over them in the office like a hundred pound gorilla so they're basically trying to go around that and regain like claw back a little bit of power from the freaking extraction industry just by having like windmills and shit it's just it was fascinating to me to read about that you know like the idea that like saving the earth has so many strange and parallel you know like how do i say this a huge power shift yeah yeah within within the whole dynamic of the race because we've been a fuel eco like not eco-friendly for a long time you know any coal fuels forever and i was watching i was reading an article the other day about uh them actually getting about target and there was another company involved about how much they really are damaging the earth with their fucking uh boats and their trucks so they're like actually trying to start like getting on these companies that are really doing the big damage. You know what I mean? Which is cool. Yeah, but one of the biggest new polluters that right now that's coming up is, um, is uh, you know, the cloud space. You know, the cloud isn't up in the sky. Cloud is in these huge skyscrapers with these master banks 
are just literally floors and floors if you've seen them. You know, seen pictures of these things. It's like, you know, besides our homes, our homes are actually the biggest wasters of on the planet that there is an individual single family home. But you talking about okay. the mining rib rigs for like mm-hmm. uh, cryptocurrency and stuff? Yeah, well, just just the fact that, you know, where we're storing everything on the cloud, you know, these are just, you know, huge, huge buildings. If you've seen them, they're like basically skyscrapers. Oh, for servers. Oh, they're relatively efficient. Right. I don't know. Maybe that's uh, industry no. bullshit. Because now that I think yeah, it about is. it, the, the ones that we've heard about are from Facebook, and we know Facebook is fucking awful. It's bullshit. Uh, it's bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Google has so a lot of it, yeah. relatively, you know. Going all right. over the thing on it, too. That quote marks on that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, you can look up fucking pictures of that. That's terrifying. They have open pit coal mines where they dump the coal straight into reactors alongside these skyscrapers and rivers in China that are just evaporating straight off as they run into the base of these and no more river runs out of the out out of the back of it just to control the heat for the cloud computing for like fucking Apple photo and all the stuff like that. Yeah, that very good point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know what I was going to say. Nico's saying that, uh, I don't know, FNQ, what's FNQ? FNQ is the tip of Queensland, apparently. Trey Ballone is saying if you master bank too much, you go blind. Yep. Mm. <laughs> I, I used to tell you. They go cross-eyed and throw hair on your palms, too. Right. Yeah. Right. Oh, not again. <laughs> Remember when your parents used to tell you when you make faces, if you if you make them, you'll get stuck like that someday? Right. right. That was that's, a why I gotta, that's why I got to shave my palms every day. Damn it. I got to stop. <laughs> uh, if you cross your eyes, you're going to stay cross-eyed, they would tell you? Yeah. 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 I love you remember, I was, this, I was gonna. I was saying this. Go ahead, Charlie. I was just gonna say the American Dad episode in the first season or something when he's trying to uh, teach Steve about. Oh, I knew this day was gonna come, and he's got the projector, and he shows the you know it's 1950 film, and the little kid comes in, and he's got the 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 um, Nat Geo with the with the Bush women. He goes in the bathroom, he comes out, his eyes melt, <laughs> and all of a sudden he's got bands on his his hands, stuff going here. I used to think it's hilarious, right? American Dad was a great show. I haven't seen it for a couple of years, but I laughed my ass off on that one. It's still going. Is it still going? I love yeah, Archer. Right, so should you get it too? I love Archer too. I just hooked up to yeah. Archer like a year ago. I'm not an Archer fan, but how oh, are you not an Archer? Are we still doing phrases? But I'm a Bob's yeah. Burger fan, though. I don't but, get it. But, but why is it either or? Why do you have to be like? I don't know. I don't know. I just spies. never. I just never got into Archer. It just hey, wasn't the storyline. Like. Oh, no. The FYI, the guy that does the voice for Bob and everybody, he's a Western I know, buddy. I know. He's a local guy. Yeah, doing Is the he? obvious commercials now. Yeah, he's from Western. Yeah, originally. He still owns oh, property. Oh, shit, I know all that. Family. Yeah, his family's still there, I guess. Fucking, that's cool. Yeah, Bob's Burgers, I don't know why. I just, the, the whole spy thing wasn't my thing. I don't even like James Bond films that much. James Bond films? What the hell? Okay. Well, I'm not really the big far. spy person. I mean, aside like from some the fact that James movies. Bond is like the world's foremost misogynist and everything else, I still dig James Bond. Uh, yeah, I love it. It's Bond. a weird freaking movie, though. Like, dude's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. James oh, Bond yeah. never forced himself on anybody. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> the other way around. The other way around. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> 
It was like Austin Powers. They were seduced with charm. Right. Yeah. First one I ever saw when I was like five was like Diamonds Are Forever or something. And I was hooked, man. <laughs> when he put the spiders or the scorpions, he did the scorpion. Down, down the guy's I don't back. Know. Austin Powers took him. over. Mm-hmm. I, st- I started to laugh at that instead yeah. of watch James Bond. Please, My gold please, member it was getting a little drawn out, but I love the first one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised they haven't rebooted that, honestly. They're rebooting everything. Oh, Yo, they're rebooting. years old already. Kevin years old. Is doing Clerks, I think. Yeah, I've seen that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Doing. Kevin Smith uh, lost a ton of weight. Holy cow. The reboot in really Jane Silent Bob wasn't that bad, I would say. It was weird, but it wasn't that bad. I don't think I've seen it. I think a couple of buddies saw it and they were like, eh, you can pass up. But was it okay? It's all right. It it's all right. All right. Hmm. I love the old flicks. I just watched Casablanca the other day. Again. I love the old flicks, man. I was trying to watch Mallrats. It was great odds. Someone friends, brought it up. Great, great aunt or something that was friends with uh, Mary Pickford and uh, Valentino and all those guys. And she actually did a cookbook in the 30s. Uh, all, the, all the celebrities' favorite desserts or candies. Fine. Zazu. Zazu was her name. In fact, uh, W.C. Fields made fun of her in one of the movies. She actually was in the longest movie ever made, uh, a Greed silent movie. It was uh, 13 hours long, the original version. Hmm. Had to get cut down to about nine and a half hours. And then they actually, because of the, you know, how the film was so volatile back then, they um, they lost some of it. So they have a lot of stuff that's missing. It's down to like six hours. Yeah. It's amazing how much shit has gotten lost, honestly. Like, uh, I've said this before on the show that apparently the BBC realized like 20 years ago that they basically lost almost all their tapes from like yeah. before 1960. Like, everything. <laughs> Evidently, yeah. a bunch of Doctor Who that people remember have seen on TV, it's gone. Like, there's no videotapes yeah. of it, no VCR, no DVDs, no Blu rays, nothing. It's just gone. It's melted in a warehouse yeah. somewhere. Holy Someone shit. fucked up and left it literally in a warehouse and it got ra- like rained on. What yeah. a joke. Right? I just watched and Chaplin then, again too. Robert Downey yeah. Jr. Man, what a great job yeah. he did! That was he got a he got a he's a Academy. killer actor. He's amazing. Yeah, man. he is. You know, and then he went to the '90s, had his problems with his. He was a mess. He, he made it. Yeah, he made it out, man. The other the other side, he came out the other side. You know, just oh, I love him for that. I always give him so much credit for that. You know, because his father was a famous actor too. You know, senior Robert Downey Sr. But what a great yeah, you know, film that is. You got to think of like I don't know. I grew up with Robin Williams too. Oh man, that was a sad Williams. story. Holy shit! Yeah, uh, people were mad at him. I remember uh, people were saying they were mad at him when he killed himself. They were like, "How could you? How could you?" Right? But you know, you can't can't judge people like that. He had That's... the what a Lewis dementia. I can't remember what it's called right now, but it was like a progressive. Uh, how do I put this? Uh, the form of dementia that you basically stop recognizing yourself first. Basically, like just, it sounded horrible, honestly, when I read about it. I guess I'm not forgetting half of it, but. Anyway. He was a heavy cocaine user in the early days of his mm. career, too. Very heavy cocaine. I mean, he was with John Belushi the next before he died with Nero and all those guys yeah. before he went out to the uh, Marymount. Oh, he used to joke about it. Yeah, his early specials. Yeah. He'd sniff on stage. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah you see nice. him on, I saw one of his live ones, and this is when he was very early, but he did. Oh, he was crazy. On, and he was jumping up on the balcony. He, like, climbed up the side of the wall and the balcony mm. and stuff and then jumped back down on the stage and talk about it energy talk about right. talent i mean he was he was the epitome of the next level of jonathan winters who i grew up with jonathan winters and all those guys i thought he was unbelievable jonathan winters. i could never get enough of him robin williams was the same way 
And when Walking Mindy came out, I was, you know, besides having a you know, teenage crush on Cam Dauber at the same time, it was, uh, yeah, I loved that. Robin was one of my favorite actors. He was so versatile, too. It's a shame. Steve Martin. And then he, they were good friends. Uh, Ian Fleming is interesting character. Mike Easter Fle- uh, template is saying also, um, uh, what was the freaking name? Uh, of course, I can't. He did Chitty name. Chitty Bang Bang, he right? Did, Ian Fleming did Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, his first book, or one of his first books. Hold on, and now I need to know about this, Trey. You're gonna have to explain that. You can't just put this it in chat and not with, explain uh, it. with Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, That's a good one. I'm like, what? What did I miss? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why are we talking about Chitty Chitty Bang Bang? Oh, uh, did who, I hear that? What happened? He is Fleming. You know, he wrote the, uh, he wrote the Jane, all the Bonds books, and he was he wrote Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. He is Fleming. All right. Uh, by the way, Vicky. She says, uh, or he or she says, uh, Russia's providing most of Europe with natural gas. It's true. Uh, that's one of that's been one of Russia's biggest uh, pieces of leverage. That they basically produce uh, uh, most yeah, they got the pipeline gas, in Germany, especially. Yeah, yeah, that's and they've been bypassing now. Ukraine, right? They have a, a North yeah. Stream and a, a South Stream or something. I can't remember what it's called. Yeah. And so they're basically like bringing you know, a pincer movement on Ukraine or whatever, because Ukraine yeah, had a little bit of leverage gas. for the longest time because the pipelines ran through their country. Yeah. Don't forget the, the Russian spy drones as well. Uh, dude, they would probably crash. I have to be honest. Like the Chinese drones are amazing. Have you guys tried like the DJI drones? Oh my fucking god! And so you can only imagine. It, may, it creeps me out to like. I, I'll be one of these guys. Like it kind of creeps me out that the Chinese companies are so advanced on this stuff, and we keep hearing like the, the American guys, the head of the American. Uh, uh, I'm forgetting what the name of it is, but the the uh, uh, shit the tell it. Fuck me. Um, the such the secretary such of for. Yeah, something, something for basically a, a cyber command, whatever. He quit and he was like, dude, we're fucking we're babies on this shit. China's going to own our butts in like a couple of years. Literally, the guy quit and he was like, I, this sucks. I can't even stand this shit anymore. Um, yeah, like US Cyber Command or something is what it was called. Anyway, but on the bright side, we get to fly these fucking incredible drones. Like the DJI drones are unreal. Like they're so good. Like they fly so well. They're so stable. And you have this like 4K, 5K, 6K image. It's fucking bonkers. Yeah, I want to get a nice drone. You know, I I, I want to. I got a cheap one a couple of years yeah. ago. Still worked all right. Yeah, I got a, so you know, it was on fun. sale Walmart, but I can't wait to get a good one that's like you know seven, eight, nine hundred dollars. The stability's yeah. there. It Dude, won't the, uh, fly away in the wind. Those are beautiful, breeze. by the way. Like uh, little birdie uh, did get the Air Two S recently, and it's fucking amazing. But the Mini is fabulous, and it's four hundred bucks. Like it's literally four hundred bucks. Uh, and I mean, like, how do I say? Oh, Go ahead. Sir. Yeah, that's awesome. Nothing. Oh, Smash, you were talking about these guys the other day. What's the story with them? I heard they're doing... Oh, wrong thing. Hold on, I gotta move this. How do I get... I need to move something. Uh, don't show the goat porn. I don't have goat porn yet. Oh, good. We can look it up, though, if you want. Um, yeah, they. everyone has said that bought one is a phone one and like it. <laughs> Sorry, you don't um, They're you They're, they're killing... Them? They're killing prices, and they're saying they're the new they're the new kid on the block, and they're trying to beat. Who that was DJI's know? thing, actually. DJI's catching a bunch of shit because their newest drone they just released, the Mavic Three. Uh, it's a little bit like unfinished; like they basically rushed it out. It's got some software stuff, 
Plus, it costs more than the other ones. It costs like 700 bucks than the last one. And their Sydney version of it is like five grand, which is like twice as much, more than twice as much. So they're catching all this shit. But the reality is DJI was underpricing for the longest time to get customers. Like they basically, they even kind of pushed like a bunch, they pushed a Parrot and a couple other companies out because they basically couldn't undersell DJI because they were selling for so cheap. Like a $400 drone, that Mini, the, the Mini 2 now, it's $400 and it can do crazy shit. So this is their cheaper one. Go away, I don't want to talk to you. I mean, that's not bad. 25 minutes uh, flight per battery. It's three sport flight, um, three flight modes anyway. Uh, 2K video is a little shitty, but they do say uh, nine megapixels. Yeah, the, the, the camera's a little shitty. But uh, intelligent flight modes, 150 degree ops. It's not bad, you know. I don't know how well it flies, but it's got a gimbal camera. Can we watch this or no? Um, well, I don't know. Probably. See if you mute it, I don't know. Or scroll through it or something. Happy family, man. Happy family. Yeah. They look good. He lives happily ever after. Right? They look all right. Yeah, man. Um, I don't know what I was going to say. Dude, it's so much fun. Honestly, like uh, for the longest time, I kind of waited on getting a drone and then I got the, the mini and it was so much freaking fun. Um, this is fun. It's fun to see from a different perspective, see to the world from a different perspective. I don't know. That's something that unless you have your own plane or some right? like form of glider or 100%. something like that, you're never going to see have, those views. Yep. Have you ever gone skydiving? I have. Wow. I'd love to. Yeah, I'd love to. Good. Yeah, that uh, was one of the most amazing experiences. Yeah, have you Soul Shine? Yeah, I have a couple of times, and uh, I can tell you it's on, uh, like, that first moment when you're out of the plane and you're not attached to anything and you're, like, looking down at the whole world that all of your life has been spent upon down there. Uh, it's, like, a surreal moment, like like the moment when you first come up on LSD, like it's really, whoa. But yeah, it takes a long fucking time subjectively. It's a really, that was also really surprising for me. But to definitely. fall down takes like five minutes to fall or something. Yeah, right? Long <laughs> enough that you falling. actually kind of calm yeah. down. No, it's funny you say that because it's, um okay, so we have this place over by me where they have places where people just fall down right in front of you. While you drink and eat beer, or while you drink and eat like beer or burgers and stuff, that would like that. be disconcerting. Yeah, if you were like a Japanese yeah. tourist and you it's came there just accidentally, cool. like, oh, I hear these people I'll have good food. <laughs> There's like falling people. <laughs> that also sounds nuts to dive into because, like, your perspective is so interesting. Be like, oh, yeah, order me a burger. I'll just like come down right into just the line. Fly in. Yeah. Well, it's like they have a landing bit, like right where, and um, because then they also have where they do training seminars and stuff like that. So it was like the perfect place to basically then have, you know, I don't know, they have like a little RV park and everything. It's really cool. We were talking about Dune earlier. The Sardaukar yeah. have uh, uh, like, uh, they call them suspensor belts or whatever. They're like anti-gravity belts, basically. Actually, Duncan Idaho, ha Idaho has one. You guys remember that really badass scene where he's killing all the freaking Sardaukar? He turns on his suspensor belt at first. It's a little detail. I love that movie. It had really cool little details. And he turns it on and basically jumps up because he's like wearing an anti-gravity fucking belt. Anyway, 
uh, I was just thinking to myself how funny it would be if there was a cafe for Sardaukar and they can like only descend into it from space. Like basically you descend, you get dropped off on space and you descend on an anti-gravity belt. It's like a restaurant only for people who have anti-gravity belts. It's kind of a fancy. Oh gosh. Place, so, you know. I don't know how your stomach would take that though. Uh, I don't know. Spinning and... Has anyone ever seen Maybe hungry like the, I think. the gliders? Oh, like strapped kind of cheap anti-gravity long. belt. You buy it. Yeah, exactly. It's freaking bargain basin dollar oh tree, gosh. dollar and twenty five cent tree now. Uh, bargain. Jeepers. Yeah. Did you guys hear the dollar trees now? A dollar twenty five tree. Holy. Yeah, it's worth three for six dollar tree. Mm. It said tree fitty. <laughs> it's about tree fitty. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you're gonna need, man. You're a Jurassic. I only got five on it though. <laughs> but that could be a new trend though. That could be the tree fitty. Could be the new trend. <laughs> Don't give any fucking ideas. Tree trees. <laughs> <laughs> I've been wanting to try this shit for like the longest time, but I'm so scared. It's like a, it's a glider. They pull you up in a regular plane, but it's with like a wire attached to like. I've heard it's mega fun. I've known a few people. A that glider. Do it. Yeah. yeah, looks really fun. Oh, and dude. they just let you go. Live stream it on the show. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually really close. They do one really close to me when I like growing fly up for a really long time. Like if you're paying attention to the thermals and everything else, you fly on a good day. You can be up in the air for the whole day. They say. Yep, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. But it's also scary because there's no motor. Right. <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, you still have wings, right? Like as long as you don't you do have wings. As long as it you is like fall. a glider. So that's the thing. As long as you don't basically fly, as long as you don't fly below, I can't remember, it's like 100 miles an hour or whatever. So as long as there's some wind and you're not a fucking idiot, you can stay aloft pretty much the entire day. So you basically have like lift, you know. Train you. So like they're not going to let you get on there like uneducated. They have Maybe to. they do. They, they just have. drop you. Like, yeah, I mean, or they can just yeah. <laughs> throw the kid in the pool. Best of luck. Good luck. Yeah, no, but that's what they do. Maybe they tow because they, they like launch the planes or they launch the gliders with a plane. They tow them. So I'm just thinking, like, oh, maybe just tow like 15 pilots and then see who survives on the other side. And then they're the ones who pay. The other <laughs> fleet free trip. I don't know. Maybe that's that's how we get our genetically trained red pilots. And so, kiddo was playing baseball with was in high school taking his pilot's like working towards his pilot's license already it's pretty cool. cool at the same place that did the gliders and stuff he lived in that That's city cool. yeah. yeah a buddy of mine just did the same kind of thing he's a pilot i wouldn't mind doing like a bush license not like a whole a whole pilot's mm-hmm. license Oh, one of my ride. favorite channels on YouTube, I fucking love it, is this dude. He always hangs out with rich people with his freaking. He's got the drink up. Trent Palmer. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you're thinking of that, dude. I'm thinking of Trent Palmer, dude. I love his channel. Oh. He has these bush planes. They just they they fly on their experimental planes with these gigantic wheels. So they can pretty much land almost anywhere that's like just smooth. Like it doesn't even have to be flat. They land on hilltops and all kinds of crap. They fly everywhere. And like this summer, he learned to fly fish because he's like, dude, I'm always at these rivers and we see crazy fish. So I'm going to learn how to fly fish. So he flies to this crazy river that no one's been to in a year or longer than that. It's Canada. No, no, no. He's from the U.S. I guess it's you know, still people. But still he flies to whatever mountaintop and fishes some crazy. Oh, it's such. They look like this. That plane was like a million dollar plane. Yeah, this one, he's like a, I guess the guy owns an engineering company or aerospace engineering company or whatever. And this is his place to, he actually crashed that plane, but yeah, he put like yep. way over a million dollars. I think it was like $3 million into it actually. Oh. Yeah. He crashed it twice. 
he crashed it and rebuilt it. And I want to say he maybe crashed it three times, actually. Mm-hmm. And the final time, they were like, yeah, no, sorry. He's got nitrous in it and everything. Yeah, that plane was crazy to see. And that's uh, the Trent Palmer's channel is where I saw that guy. That is a fucking plane. And it looks like you I started with him and then went on the trips of whoever else did it because I was like, that. he won like the contest for the shortest takeoff time or something yeah, yeah. like that with yeah, the nitrous like the plane or something. Drag racing and shit. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, I got to fucking hit a nitrous on this thing. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Blow it up! I'm go- I'm winning. I don't care. Pretty much, that's what he Suck was saying. Cupcakes. <laughs> My wife was a flight attendant for like 15 years with, uh, with American and then JetBlue. But when she was with American, the pilots let her used to come right into the cockpit, 747, 767, or whatever the hell it was, and let her fly the plane for like five, ten minutes. Oh wow! Yeah, cool. she said it was just an amazing, just an, you know, they take it off whatever the, the autopilot, whatever the case, but. Yeah, she was saying it was just like, you know, when you have that, when you have that the wheel, whatever they call it, in, in your hand, it, she, she said it was just, you know, she'd bang and, oh yeah, she said it was awesome. Okay. awesome. Yeah, I just, I would love to do that. Getting, oh yeah. And if, and if I can't skydive, I'd love to try skydiving. But um, if not, wind tunnels, some of those wind tunnels bad. that they have, like in Vegas and stuff, we can go in and just, you know, just sit there and do all those, you know, the, the, the whatever they call those things when they get the, you know, the, just the an air indoor skydiving. Yeah, yeah, is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I've that. always wanted to do that. Or bungee jumping, I'd try probably. Yeah. At least yeah. having something attached to me, I'd feel kind of safe. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. But I'm willing to jump out of a perfectly good plane. I have no problem with that one. <laughs> Yeah, they say that the plane ride back down is even more dangerous than jumping out. On that rickety-ass plane you go up in. But I know somebody who almost fell out of a pirate uh, pi- uh, skydiving suit. Like, it was strapped on wrong or whatever, and they apparently have shoulder problems, evidently, ever since then. They almost fell out. So there's fuck-ups to everything, you know? Yeah, yeah, I've never wanted to skydive. I've always thought about maybe bungee jumping or something. Right. Over you can water. Find jumping all the time. Hell. You got to go with a well licensed company. Yeah, have you ever seen like people will? Uh, uh, some companies won't judge the rope right or whatever, and people break their necks. So you have to go with a licensed company. But I don't know why I'm getting all. You should do this now. I probably would never do any of it. Well, I, I, totally go- I, I have fun go karting. Like I'll I'll race you in a go race go kart all day. I, love it. I, I don't know. I, uh, I've never gotten like motion sick or stuff. So I, I love roller coasters and stuff like that. I like I roller know. coasters. Yeah. I don't like and anything I, that can malfunction. Like, like, oh, and I, I almost, I, I almost fell out of a roller coaster actually. Easily. The Great America. They have like a, well, they did anyway, 20 years ago or something. They had like a big wooden roller coaster and my thing like unlocked as we were riding. And I had to hold on to the thing while we were flying around. I almost fell out. I still love roller coasters. Um, yeah. <laughs> Probably aged five years in the process, but that's okay. <laughs> I think the, yeah, best experience of your goddamn life, man. <laughs> death. Near death. Uh, yeah. Oh, have you been okay, Wisconsin Dells? They have this um oh, but it's Wisconsin. But Wisconsin has amazing uh Kringles. And uh, somebody told me the other day how uh, apparently I was combining Danishes and Kringles and whatever in an unholy union. They are apparently different. Evidently, Wisconsin, they take them very seriously. 
I don't remember what all the different things are, but one has the frosting, one has the fruit, one has the fruit and the frosting, one has the such and such, and they're all super different. You will never disrespect a Kringle again, sir. I know better now. I know they're delicious. It's like saying a crepe and a pancake is the same thing, I guess. I suppose that's true, right? Those fighting words. Dude, those, those freaking Danishes, oh my God. They're salty and sweet and fruity and fatty. Like, they basically hack your brain. Like, I don't think I've ever met anyone that doesn't like Danish. Down. Really? Yeah. I've done some crazy, like, water That's jumps, wall jumps. World peace. We should just bring Danish to the, like, anywhere you go. That's what they fucking did wrong. The Israel and Palestine, they don't have Danish. They probably should just go and share Danish. Oh, shit. They would see the common love of Danish. Has anybody ever seen Grown Ups 2, that movie, with Adam Sandler and all the other guys? Yeah. Oh. So there's a spot. All right, if you ever yes. watch that movie, they jump off like a, it's probably like a 50 to 55. I don't know if it's really them that probably doubles or whatever, but they jump off like a 50, 55 foot cliff in Westford, Mass. I've actually jumped off that top rock. Hmm. Like it's if you ever watch that movie, I've been there and like you, we never hang out across it. They made it seem like there was like a party across. We always hang out on the top of the tall rocks where you jump. But yeah, I've jumped off that. That's the farthest I'd go with like crazy jumping, like climbing. I, I wouldn't mind climbing because you're attached. Oh, there's also free climbing. Uh, and uh, uh, I had a friend tell me that free climbing was safer than uh, attachment climbing. I wonder why. I can't remember why that was exactly. But anyway, um, yeah, some people go up without a rope or anything. They just put some chalk in their hand. They just, you know. There was a TED talk today about a guy talking about his mindset of free solo climbing, like 2,500 feet up in the air. By himself. Hmm. I don't get uh, it. I think the person that was telling me about the free rope climbing was the same thing. They were like, man, I just I go by myself and uh, it's the most like meditative experience and whatever else. And uh, uh, when they want to rest, they literally don't have like a pin or a chair or anything. Like you'll see the, the whole like camp setups and whatever, where they'll like strap themselves in the rock. They're like, no, no, we can totally like hang out for an hour. We just pin our knees between two rocks. I was like, what? They're like, no, no, you know, we're kind of used to it now. And we just, you know, our muscles are a little bit different because we, you know, rock climb all the time. So just kind of pin our knees or pin our elbows or whatever. Just, it's so different the way those people think. I don't know. I think it's crazy. It's like me. I'm like, why are you crawling or climbing up a perfectly good rock? Like that rock is high and tall. Why are you climbing up it? It's crazy to see like the, the climbers that have to do an overnight climb with those fucking like tents and they build, that like, they hang the off yeah, the yeah, fucking yeah. top. Right? Nuts, You're like, dude, what nuts. are you doing? Right. You realize you could be sleeping on the ground and just looking at yeah, that. Right. Thing. He's perfectly good. <laughs> you can come back up here tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> like, you really don't They're want not to closing it tomorrow, buddy. Uh, You're a real asking peaceful sleeper. All right. Nick was actually asking a good question. He's saying, uh, does everyone smoke in his grow? Uh, I smoke weed in my grow, but I don't smoke anything else. In fact, I won't smoke uh, uh, cigars. I try which is kind of disappointing. I have pipes and sometimes I smoke a, a pipe, like a tobacco pipe, but I, I kind of don't smoke it here because uh, I just don't want to have any uh, tobacco in the area, you know, just in case it's maybe a little excessive paranoia or whatever, but definitely not cigarettes <laughs> or anything like that. Sorry. Yeah, no, tobacco will, I just won't experience. Hmm. Tobacco, you know, the smoke, especially in pipe, especially, it's got a thicker tar, tar content in the yeah. air and it will adhere to some terpenes and you'll get that. I have some fun of sewage that will, Years ago, be like, you smoke cigarettes. Mm. Yep. You, you'll get grows back. And I stopped immediately. Like menthol. 
I don't know if it was the terpene, but it would taste like a menthol cigarette. And it was always my, the certain guy's grow. And he always smoked menthol cigarettes next to his grow. You never know. That's kind of gross if the whole grow basically smelled like menthol as a result of that. Menthol freshness, like menthol. Right. Well, don't smoke in my grow. You don't smoke in your grow smash at all, even your weed or anything else? Not downstairs, not on the flowering scent. I probably wouldn't if I had kind of a, like if I had a different setup and I had my own, you know, perfect will of life and everything else. I probably wouldn't. You know, every once in a while, I think is not a problem. But any kind of smoke has contaminants and it's sticky and whatever else. Like realistically, I probably would avoid it. But I feel like it's sort of harmless, you know? I don't know. Yeah. If it's once in a while, it's not a bad thing. But like any kind of smoke can gunk up a fan or your inlets or outlets and stuff. It takes just a little bit of that crap. That's it. Well, yeah. Well, that's why you're going to wipe it down, though. You're also going to clean your whole sh- your whole place, mm-hmm. whole room. You should, anyway. Some folks don't. Very true. Uh-huh. Very true. Right. I try to keep this one closed when I'm smoking up here. Mm, it's harder. Is it harder to clean those tents, though? To, like, really wipe them down? Then what? Like, the walls. Probably not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I wouldn't say so. Why? I think tents. I haven't had experience. Than, yeah. You think like, tents have weird little rooms have weird little things like, um, but the I mean, worst is like garages that people put in frames into. Like I, if you've ever had to had to clean like a framed out garage grow, that's mm-hmm. the fucking worst. Like little crevices and uneven points on the on the flooring and all sorts of stuff like that. Versus, like, I think tents are, uh, vers- or, like, little closets, if you have, like, proper linings, have been, like, in my opinion, the easiest to clean. Real quick, one over. Uh, lights, also, like, a conventional lighting system in a room, like, that's in this installed in the ceiling, it can be a super bitch to clean out in, a, in the context of a grower. I agree. People are tents break down faster than let's say a painted wall. Like the painted wall, yeah, kind of new for five years, but the tent is definitely not new for five years. You know, like the zipper and breaks in the air. Paint that you choose, though. I, remember that that Dick. I can change that paint. I can change that paint three times a year and still be cheaper than a tent. Right. Yeah. Hey, no, I'm, hey, I'm not saying that I, don't, I still have tents too, uh, Smash. I'm not saying they're bad. I still grow in tents. They, they serve their purpose, but uh, they break down over time. They do. They're, they're not a permanent solution for sure. It, it's, oh, it's we a, were it's asking a, about me, not you. You said Smash. Oh. I bet. Oh, yeah, but just letting it <laughs> no, out. We're talking about Smash, but uh, so yeah, Val, what about you? What do you think? It's a, it, it, you get it though. Like it, it's it's not a permanent solution. When you buy a tent, you know you're not going to keep it there forever. Right. It'd be nice if it was like for. a permanent solution tent or something, but I don't know. Maybe it wouldn't justify the cost, right? Maybe. Uh, shit, man. I think at that maker. point, build a room. Mm. Yeah, like Wes Engine said, like- if you're going to have it that long. At the same time, it's kind of nice. Like I'm thinking to myself about. Uh, First of all, if you rent an apartment, you're not going to build a room, right? But there's a ton of people who, especially these days, houses are so expensive. There's going to be a lot of people in the future who just grow in rentals and they're going to have to grow in a tent. Like there's just no other way, really. Like, I mean, what are they going to do? Rebuild a room? The landlord's not going to allow that, but they might allow growing in a nice clean tent. I don't know. 
even like imagine if I'm surprised they haven't made anything a little bit more sturdy with like uh, like just like the shower type stuff. Mm. You know, oh dog, hold on. Yeah, like a kit that you would assemble <laughs> with rigid rigid walls. Yeah, that's a good idea though. Yeah, like a fiberglass Yeah, they already have closets. Have, you know, it kind of reminds me of cabinet float tanks went from little kind of lay down float tanks to like I've seen those cabinets they were kind of cool cabinet. yeah extremely like a hard cabinet they are very cool yeah they are very restrictive I got I, I got a couple for a couple guys at the store and one of them hmm. didn't mind it and then he just used it for like pony and just like you know like tree veg when he had tweens and then um because it was so small it was like like three by two by five or something I can't remember Oh yeah, that's great. But then he got a tall one. Well, this other guy got a tall one, you know, one of the tall, um, and it had you know 360 on the lights, except I think on the door. I can't remember this is 10 years ago, but and then um, it was extremely expensive. I remember that it was like fifteen hundred dollars, maybe even more, plus five hundred dollars for shipping. I'll never forget that. It was five hundred dollars for shipping, and uh, he can grow one plant in it. That was it. I seen one of those for sale, and I almost bought it. Yeah. But you're right. Like, you know, outside, like, do you think it'd you be know? stable enough to put outside? And like some oh, yeah. like in where it's cold at night, you might have an easier time. You think it would stay a, like a tent or something, right? Because yeah. that might be a, a really kick-ass solution to somebody who has like yeah. a little balcony or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Depending upon what you're, you know, I don't think it could get too much hit with water to heat. It. You know, it doesn't need heat space. It doesn't have any space for anything. I'm the flow is just enough. And it had LED strip lights just around the whole side of it. And oh, this one was small ones on top. This one, one was like old school with fluorescence in it. Yo, I was yeah, trying to buy like one of the old school ones with fluorescence yeah, around yeah. it. I was like, I, that's old school. I want that. It was too far away. I couldn't get it. They have the armoires. Uh, they're, yeah. they're extremely heavy. They're hard to move when you move. They're, they're extremely yeah, they're extremely heavy. Real yep. durable. Yeah, old. just. Yeah, yeah, which is so for convenience, tents are the way to go, obviously. Yeah. You just put a price point and convenience and mobility, and that's why I always brought them. They were always like a last ditch, like, oh my god, I need a 10 by 10 quick to save this pro, or I'm gonna lose <laughs> because you know, I just can't go here anymore. I need an emergency throwing up in a room when you know, a, a bit, an extra bedroom, and uh, good to go, you know what I mean? As long as you have a window, I got, I got my air source and that well, save some plants and genetics. Oh yeah, tents for the lifesaver. was a big thing years ago. Offgassing from those Chinese tents, those cheap right. Chinese tents, was a serious problem. So, and I got and I and I had it. Thank God it wasn't a big tent. Yeah, uh, like Trey was talking about that the other day. Yeah, yeah. Really big deal. Yeah, uh, Med Grower MD, whatever is that that dude's name. He hasn't been around for a couple of years, but. He's one of the first guys I started following like 10 years ago on YouTube. But anyway, uh, yeah, he got a 10 by 10. And, and I think he and I may have gotten the same from the same company. And um, he had the same problem. He couldn't he couldn't figure out what the hell was going on with it. And like a month, two, two months in, just in veg though. It wasn't even in flower, thank God. And uh, we kind of figured it out. I was like, dude, you might be off gas in there. Sure enough. Mm. Yeah, yeah. He, got a, he spent the money and got a gorilla. Put it that way. He, you know, at that point, he had no choice. He had to save the 
because for all the money he had started from scratch. And he used to have those four rooms. If you ever look up his channel on YouTube, Baker uh, mm -hmm. on VIP, Northern Cal. Yeah, Southern Cal. I can't yeah, he had the green crackers all the time. Uh, Big one was in uh, Michigan, I want to say. Are we yeah, that's the same grower one. Yeah. No, no, this is uh, grow, Med Grower MD. Okay, is, okay, okay. Gotcha. If I'm not mistaken. And he's got the RX. It's a green RX symbol yeah. for, his, uh, yeah. for his avatar. Cheers, D. Sorry, we, I forgot to say good, goodbye. Yeah, sorry, I'm babbling to you guys. Cheers, buddy. Peace, D. Uh, we're still on our way. Well, actually, fairly rapidly at this point on our way, way out, ladies and gentlemen. Fuck, it's been a great talk tonight. I hate to cut it early, but what are you gonna do? Uh, we'll be back on yeah, Tuesday, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be uh, back as usual and uh, goofy yeah, talking about all kinds of crazy shit. I'll be here uh, Tuesday, dude. West, it's been a pleasure seeing you, man. Uh, we got uh, yeah, yeah uh, oh my god, uh, on our way out. We started. We started to miss you, man. We were like, "Holy shit, where's Wax, dude? Oh my god!" Uh, I'm going to be around, just not as much. I'm going to be around. It happens, man. It happens. It's a lot of freaking commitment. I've thought about like, "Oh my god, three days a week. It's great." And then I'm on post three, shows three days is a three, three days a week, and and you know, and my partner's not wrong asking me to help out a little bit more around here. So. I dig it, Wes. No shame there, man. Seriously. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, speaking of coming on the show, you guys are welcome to come on the show one of these days. Uh, I was actually speaking of which uh, Trey is reminding me what I was just about to say. He's saying uh, toxic tents in 0708 made me depressed and self-doubting ever since. I've heard people say all kinds of stuff uh, that their behavior changed a little bit after certain things like a tent or like they did whatever. They basically added, we were, we were, you know, kind of giving smash a little bit of shit for industrial adhesives uh, a couple of weeks ago. And this is the thing, like we don't have a lot of a sensors and freaking analysis devices and whatever else to yeah. test a lot of the stuff that comes off these things, except for our nose. But a lot of the stuff that's harmful for you has no aroma. You know what I mean? Like even natural gas, the aroma is added to that. So that smell, smell of natural gas has yeah. actually been added, right? Yeah. Like H2S you experience in, in uh, oil, like when you can smell it, it's fine. When you can't smell it, that's when it's going to fucking kill you. So, and they'll have like a canary instead. Go ahead, dude. What's that? Those detectors in your house, that's why they're so important. The Like the mm -hmm. carbon monoxide meters and stuff? Yeah, dude, those are important. Straight up. Yep. Um, yeah, think of how many people had to die for us to realize it's a big enough point to like disseminate them across our society. So like for real, maybe that's a thing to look, like pick up on. You know, a morbid thought that I hear from a lot of folks sometimes, machinists and so on, is uh, every regulation is paved in blood. And we forget yeah. sometimes that, you know, regulations exist a lot of times for an extremely good reason. And that reason was that someone got their arm hacked off and whatever else, you know. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, when a company makes a recall, they're not doing it out of the goodness of their heart. They're doing it because the fucking numbers say they got to do it. Like, yep. That's because it's because it's become more profit. It's they're going to have more liability. For, oh, they can't talk. Sorry. We got you. Sure. On, this, on this show, we say you're welcome. You're welcome. Point received, Val. You're welcome. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, you are welcome to the show. Uh, and also, thank you for watching. I appreciate it. Uh, we're going to abscond briefly here. We're going to do our thing and stare at good evenings and goodbyes. Uh, who wants to go first? I don't know. Who wants to? Actually, we missed the 420. Cheers, everybody. No, we just missed it. We just missed yeah. it. 
Who wants to say their yeah. good evenings? Val, would you like to shout out your amazing, uh, 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 what is it even called? Discord. There we go. I couldn't even think of the freaking word. Oh. Would you like to shout out your Discord or you uh, your you awesome find that with or? me. I'm Potheads. You know Yeah. It suits you. It suits you very well. Thank you. I also hang out on Jimmy's thing a little bit too much often. Hmm, I have to focus. Oh, mine's Welcome more than mine's like the nerdy side, though. Well, there you go. Looks like you're you're uh, having fun. You talk with uh, Evil Deadly Fart and uh, D and everything else. Looks like you guys are having a great time. It's, uh, Thank you guys. I'm always in the Smash Live. I'm not doing See? something. I just kick it on. There you go. Awesome Smash. Cheers, dude. Come on. Speaking of Smash, <laughs> how can people find you, bud? Uh, yeah, let me show you Garden. Yeah, Garden. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, gorilla. <laughs> Uh, these two right here are blueberry kush crossed the bubble kush. These two are kryptonite, and that one was giving me the problems. But now that I gave it some nice compost and some worm castings, it looks good. And then everything else, uh, like this row right here is white wedding. Hmm. But yeah, smash uh, 420 smashed on Instagram. Hit me up. Um, I'm always on Discord chilling. That's Fumador's Discord. Uh, that white wedding, uh, I told you, I, f I found like a nice phenotype. I think I still have it. Uh, how are you liking it? Did you find another one or are those all uh, uh, from seed again? These are all from seed again. I like the way this one's looking though right here. Yeah. It's big. It wanted to bush out on me. These ones kind of yeah. wanted to go up. I'm really impressed with the, uh, the blueberry crossed with Bubba. They look good. They've always looked good since I popped them. They they looked amazing. Right on. So, and I'm just those are the last of the seeds I have of that stuff. Cool. They're, they're doing all right. They all look the same. There's these two and those two have the same leaf structure, but this is like an outlier of the seeds in the corner. It's got a kind of bigger leaf. That's I'm cool. actually more excited. It's smaller than all the others. Which normally happens when it's a better plant for me. I always end up liking the run or something stupid. It happens. But that's the run of the group, and it's got a little bit wider leaf set, not not as narrow as its sisters. So we'll see. But yeah, I love. I love. Uh, well, I don't love runs, but uh, I, I, sometimes the runt is a nice plant. My bedrock boogie too was definitely the runt of the litter, and uh, by by quite a bit. But she was just the cheesiest, most amazing fucking plant. Go ahead. This one is the most interesting to me because it's um uh, they said they took a few phenotypes from the granada mountains and crossed it with a yumbo but this one has been huge prehistoric big leaves the whole time i've actually just trimmed it up took some a lot of the bigger leaves off but stayed very very squat didn't very very close internodal spacing because that's the other one and it's actually way farther internodal spacing and i didn't do anything different training wise this one just didn't want to get trained it just kind of wanted to go straight up and stay small pretty interesting but yeah have a good night everyone right on dude cheers thanks for coming yeah. on smashed always a pleasure uh by the way do you <coughs> excuse me did you uh, say your instagram oh maybe we're taking off Smash 420 or or 420 Smash <laughs> Cannabis is it? 420 Smash 2.0. That was interesting. 
He dropped the mic, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, We'd never kill Kenny. Uh, pe- people Seriously? love your name, dude. They freaking always laugh about your name. I'm always laughing about your name. We'd never kill Kenny. But uh, I think it was a name change. Uh, I think it was necessary. People were having a hard time with you know my last name, so I was like, "Fuck it, you know, make it simple. Why not? Like simple and funny." Nice dude. It's awesome. Um, uh, how can people find you, man? Yeah, I'm on Instagram. Um, shit, I was where I'm gonna be posting mainly my updates and my grow in the Discord uh, for sure. Speaking of Discord, uh, fuck it, I, let's have an after show over there. Fuck it, so sure. come on, and join me over there, man. Have we I'm in. Do it. Yeah, man. It's early enough. Guys, uh, go have fun. And uh, let's see here. Uh, Steelbird just posted the, the Discord link. I'll post it uh, just in case. Also, just in your case, you're like, where did he post it? I don't understand. Ladies and gentlemen, we post these links in uh, the YouTube chat. If you're unfamiliar with the YouTube chat, literally, because uh, you probably haven't opened it before. Scroll down, scroll down, scroll down. Farther than you think, you should scroll down. Keep scrolling. At the bottom there will end up being a YouTube chat that you probably have never opened before. Otherwise, it'll actually be like super obvious. Once you open it, then YouTube will just kind of will change your life. That's it, and you're gonna. It will change your life straight up. You will become part of the most interactive show in cannabis, where you can become the show, and will become part of the show. Yes, sir. He speaks from experience because Wes Engine discovered the chat and then became part of the show. Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, I got lured in by free seats. Oh, it was okay. free seat contest, and I was like, well, I guess I could chat a little bit. I could Got say a, a hell here or there. And I actually, I won the fucking seed the first time I ever tried. You did. You did. I, I did. believe you did. I did. And I, I'm not going to say I'm gonna say who it was, but somebody on the panel was very quick to try to give away my seeds. But... <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cheers, guys. I'll be over in Discord. Hit me up. Okay. Just because you've never seen my name before, but you know, whatever. <laughs> I'm forgetting this scenario. I'm kind of remembering it, but kind of forgetting at the same time, and it's cracking me up a little bit. We're gonna have to dig into it later on. West Engine, always a pleasure, my friend. Uh, by the way, West Engine, did you learn something? Always, man. Always learning and burning, man. Nice. That's the way to be, dog. Uh. I can't remember. I was going to ask you a funny question, but I couldn't think of anything funny. West Engine, always a pleasure, my friend. Uh, I hope everybody sees you over in the, the Discord uh, after show. Just posted the link right there, ladies and gentlemen. And Steelbird, look at Steelbird right there. He's posted the link again and again and again. Charlie's Farm 420, uh, what's the good word, my friend? How can people find you? Uh, uh, if you want to be found, you never know. Maybe you're like, dude, I'm hiding. Yeah, you know, those that want to find me or need to find me know where to find me. So, you know, so you nothing, nothing special. But, uh, you know, I always like the way a plant from seed. A plant from seed, there's nothing like it. There's just yeah. nothing like it. Right. It's different than clone. The, the the vigor that some of the plants and the expressions that they can they come out with, just nothing like it. There's, I mean, it just gives me goosebumps when I think about it. You know, uh, Smash got a great guy looking at it. You know what I mean? They're all from seed. It's just like... Yeah, they're happy now. Yeah. They kill it. He's killing it. No doubt. So... Just, um, but um, yeah, I'm always honored that you have me on, and thanks for putting up with me. And Truly. always my love to everybody out there because you guys really are my community. You guys are my social life. Period. Uh, I try to make it every night if I can. Val, you you're awesome. When I heard your voice on, on on um Discord, I was like, she sounds like the sweetest person in the world. And 
it's just great to have a woman because there aren't a lot of females out there that are doing it. You know, Tara, uh, you know, Miss, Miss Jill, stuff like that. But when I, another another woman comes in, because it shows my daughter, because that's what I, I always, because mm. you know, I grew up with no sisters in my house. I grew up with three brothers and it's a different dynamic when you have a daughter. And I always wanted a daughter. I was hoping my last brother was going to be a girl, but you know, God bless him. But um, just because I wanted, I wanted to, you know. So I just, you're, you're, you're awesome. Thanks for being on the show and coming out. Because um, it takes a lot to put yourself out there on the camera. It's nice. not an easy thing. And uh, so, but anyway, thanks to everybody else, and thanks for putting up with me again. I'll see you guys next time. All, all right. right. Cheers, Charlie. Cheers, uh, guys. Always yeah. a pleasure, my friend. Always a pleasure. Uh, same thing, Val. Uh, I, I can't speak words. Soulshine, how can people find Copyleft Cannabis? Uh, what's the story? Uh, how can people find you? And what's the good word? Yeah, that's a hard one to follow, man. Uh, Charlie's Farm, that was epic. And, you know, I totally feel that, too. I, I want to mirror that. Yeah, okay. You have the floor. Pardon? Respond. Oh, go for because it. Because it's like, okay, so... You guys are my family, right? I've adopted you guys. I don't really have a whole like, you know, group of people that I talk to on a regular basis. So it's like, you know, I'm like, so it's nice to like, it's nice to be around people. Mm. It's nice. It's, I've been alone for like a long, long time. And so it's nice to have people to talk to. Mm. And I hate you guys. You guys are horrible. <laughs> and, yeah, it's it's like a nice safe spot for you guys. It's cool, you guys. It's a family, and you guys. I hate you. you guys are horrible. Terrible, terrible people. And that's why it's like I think it's nice for us. Three nights a week is not a hard time. It's really not. And yeah, shut up. Perhaps Stop battling. We'll Wesson will have like a guest host the third night. Maybe we can do that. We can have like somebody else fill in. There'll be like a guest crew. It'll be like pinch hitters or something. People will oh. tune in that. Ad. Wait a second. Everyone's different. Oh, no, it's a work in progress. Uh, dummies, maybe mannequin versions, perhaps. Oh, here. Rope, cut animatronic animatronic <laughs> versions of us. There we go. No, I'm thinking like, because we have an extensive show budget, I'm thinking we could do like Disney style uh, animatronic yeah. dolls, right? Like what do they yeah, cost? Yeah. Like one or two million a piece? AI is getting real good these days. AI is getting real freaking good. We can right? Google on this stuff. I mean, we can have AI avatar Let's versions of all Let's of us. I believe in it. I bet we can. I bet we can. Especially with, that's just, only like maybe 5%. We could just five, have an animated version of the show. Nobody would ever know I wasn't even here. We, we like totally could. Kind of like South Park had the live back. action <laughs> we'd miss your fish we would miss those fish well they could animate we could animate the fish we could I, right, who knows so those fish maybe those fish are animated like, no, what if we're all in the matrix they're suspended and yes they're suspended in animation actually yeah. it's just for real yeah no if you watch them fish. they always do the exact same thing come over look at me real suspect like and then some way they're looking at you right now they're like what and are then you they glitch about? they're always looking at so I'll look at them. Talk about this too yeah. long. The mm -hmm. viewers will realize that we're all actually simulations, right? And I'll see the fish just glitched. That was the end of the tape. There, and it was like <laughs> started over again. Plug into the matrix, people. So, <laughs> <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, uh, on the screen. 
Oh, so uh, uh, Trey is asking if I know literally everyone in Portland. I don't actually, I don't think I know everyone in Portland. But all the cool people, cool, anyways. A, a cool new food cart today. <laughs> like, uh, there's so many freaking food carts, and they like there. There's new ones all the time. I found the best fucking chicken food truck, and it's like out of the way. It's delight. It's delightful when you find an experience like that. Oh my god, it was amazing. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, uh, always a pleasure to uh, uh, run into you folks. Uh, thanks for hanging. Thanks for uh, chilling out with us. Let me just briefly show uh, my website here so you guys can, uh, what is this, the commercial segment of the show. If you guys ever wonder, oh, how could I support this amazing and fantastic show that I love so much, and I'm being sarcastic, but hopefully not that sarcastic, this is the way. Boom! Come here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, this is my uh, website here. Put it together. If you guys would like to contact me for some reason, there is a very easy way to do so. Please come and visit. 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 I'm no puffle trickle. Uh, come visit the uh, uh, contact uh, site or contact page. What am I trying to say? Contact. Whatever the fuck this is right now at this point uh, of my website. It says there, uh, join the Discord. There's a link right there. If you're ever thinking after the YouTube show, you're like, oh, where's that freaking link? Da 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 da. Go to my website. Go to contact Fumidor right at the top there. It says, join the Fumidor Discord at blah, 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 blah. Comments, questions, funny jokes to Fumidor at chronictable.com. As always, of course, subscribe to this YouTube channel that you're presumably watching, uh, Fumidor and the Flavors. If you're listening in on the podcast, if you're wondering what my uh, YouTube channel is, this is actually a live show that we turn into a podcast. Go to my website, go to the contact page, click the link, subscribe at YouTube, blah, 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 blah. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, go take a look at the uh, shopping website, or I should say first, uh, before we uh, uh, leave, I often say this, I, I will say this again and, and again and again, uh, with premium prices comes premium service. So the reason I charge the prices that I charge is so that I can basically uh, afford effect effectively to give you guys premium service. So if you have any questions, concerns, comments, you need advice, on and on and on, uh, obviously, you would never uh, get a, a genetic preservation kit uh, wet or dirty. But you never know. Uh, circumstances arise where uh, there might be an appropriate question to ask. Ask me the freaking questions. If you're dissatisfied for some reason, I do not want you to be dissatisfied. I want you to be happy and satisfied. I want you, frankly, to come back and buy more and more and more seeds. So if for any reason you are displeased, I want to make that right and uh, uh, fix the situations. Please uh, let me know. Uh, what was I going to say? Take a look, ladies and gentlemen, at the package deals. Uh, I've talked about them before. I'll talk about it again. Uh, let's talk about this one briefly. Three packs of Morgana. 30 seeds, my friends. 30 seeds of Morgana. Might throw in some other stuff uh, these days that you might be surprised by. I might throw in some, well, I definitely throw in some Silago the Bats. You get a nice little batch of uh, freebies that way. That's the only way to get Silago the Bat. You've heard people talk about Morgana. She's nice and stretchy and nice and uh, yields really nicely. There are a couple of, you know, granted they are somewhat rare, but, you know, anything fantastic in life is usually rare. There's a couple of really early finishing phenotypes. A uh, couple people have found them, but uh, not everybody yet. But a lot of people have found cherry, berry, wine. Uh, this isn't one of those uh, strains where you have to uh, pop 50 seeds to get flavor. This is one of those where you pop two seeds and you get flavor. You pop 10, you get all 10 are flavorful and then you just pick your winners. Uh, I subscribe to the subcool or the TGA uh, uh, school of thought with uh, seeds. You should always find a keeper, even in a five pack. So a 10 pack, uh, forget about it. You can find several. Ladies and gentlemen, that's Morgana right there. Uh, I'm really quite pleased with her. Uh, of all my strains, you know, how do I say this? I haven't grown the Lime River Rose, but when you when you grow stuff or when you breed stuff or anything, you develop, you know, favorites and stuff that you, you keep reaching back for. I always reach for Morgana. I'm always looking forward to when I have some more uh, to chop down and, and have some more. I'm always rationing it. Like right now, I'm rationing the fuck out of Morgana. 
So I'm always uh, uh, looking forward to smoking some more. I think you will as well. Another one I'm always absolutely, I, I never have enough. No matter how much I grow is this Black Prince Ruby. So I'm looking forward to a lot more of this uh, strawberry candy and just a, a delightful high. Pretty consistently strawberry. Uh, uh, very, very similar flavor, honestly. Very, very much uh, kind of seems to be locked in. And uh, Zoso's grown one right now that's green, which is interesting. Well, a, a greenish, it's still quite lovely. Uh, but he says it's uh, lavender and strawberries, profoundly lavender and strawberries. So that's going to be really exciting to to hear about. I'm really fond of uh, Black Prince Ruby. Uh, uh, come on, work, please. I don't went too far. I think you will be as well. Plenty of other strains on the website. Uh, more to come in the near future, I hope, folks. Of course, you never want to jinx something. So uh, uh, at least I don't. I don't know. Maybe that's, that's a strange pattern on my part. But anyway, I'm trying not to jinx it. Uh, uh, stay tuned, hopefully, folks, for the, for the near future. In the meantime, though, I'm really pl pleased and proud of these. I think you will be pleased as well. So please let me know. That's a lot of please, please, please. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you'd like to save a little bit of money, who doesn't like to save money? I fucking love discounts, right? Like I'm always hunting for a bargain. I got to admit it. If you'd like a discount as well, uh, use the discount BRAINS, uh, B-R-A-I-N-Z, for 14% off, courtesy of our friend D. Check out the photo contest, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, check out our show on Tuesday. It's going to be fantastic. I haven't uh, picked a guest yet. Maybe we'll have one. Maybe we won't. We'll see how it goes. Until then, again, my friends. Oh, I should probably say hello. Uh, good evening to the chat. Uh, my friends, Ian, Magister Templi, Trey, Steelbird, uh, Christophe, La Puissance, Christophe. Cheers, my friends. Uh, we're going to rush out a little bit. Uh, be kind, be decent, be gentle. Don't be fucking pricks. You know what I mean? Like, just honestly, don't be fucking pricks. Go to, go to the after party on the Discord. It'll be fun. That's it. Adios. Cheers, my friends. West Indian. Better be nice if you want your present. is coming Staying up late looking out the window Yeah.